Little Eddie and his mom were digging for fishing bait in the garden. Uncovering a many-legged creature, Eddie proudly dangled it before his mom. No, honey, it won't do for bait, she said. It's not an earthworm. It's not, Eddie asked, his eyes wide. Well, what planet is it from? You're listening to the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? How are you? Smackdown Outdoors podcast. I'm the host, Doug Glimmerveen. Just an idiot with a microphone, a camera, and a dream. Uh, on today's show, I have a friend come over. Just a buddy, Mr. John Morales. Um, he's just a normal dude that likes to fish like me. Uh, literally just doesn't live that far away. And I said, hey, you want to come on talk some bass fishing? He said, yes. So that's what we did. We, uh, For all you beginners out there, or first, you know, people that want to get into bass fishing, we kind of cover our top three favorite setups that are very simple, easy to use. We don't get real technical. Um, just kind of tell you what we use. And, you know, if you want to find out more about it, then YouTube is a wonderful place where, you know, top professionals can really, really, really break it down and blow your mind with more, more facts about these setups than I can. We didn't want to get too deep into a lot of it you know just kind of like this is the setups we're looking for or we we you know you should start with and we go from there and then we talk about all sorts of other fish and stuff so you know tell some stories give some tips um you know harass each other whatever uh he did bring me my first gift for the studio so that was pretty cool too uh other than that hey as always us as podcasters we're trying to work together so, listen to The Broken Line. They're out of Bemidji, Minnesota. And then The Midwest Angler. Them boys is from Iowa. That's right. And we got something coming up for you uh, that is going to be pretty fun. And we hope you enjoy it. Uh, we're going to be working together. And, uh, yeah, we I'm getting excited about it. Especially now that, you know, open water is not that far away. Even with all this snow and ice we have, it's really not that far away. But, anyway... Uh, with that said, hey, let's get to the episode. Help me welcome Mr. John Morales. Well, John, thanks for joining me, man. Not a problem, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem. You had to drive so far. I'm just <laughs> miles away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, John is going to uh, join us today. Guntu. 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 Gunter. Gunther, Gunther, Gunther. Yep. Anyway, we're going to talk some bass fishing, and then whatever else we decide to talk about doesn't matter. Yep. Um, but first, what we do is we talk about a Minnesota master angler, and that is brought to us by the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame in Little Falls. And today, we've got Minnesota master angler Richard Baxter, who, on March 20th, 2008, caught and released by Sport Fishing Method from Minnesota Waters a 42-inch pike and is hereby recognized as an official Minnesota angler. He uh, is from Invergrove Heights, caught it on Lake of the Woods, released it, ice fishing. So it might still be out there swimming around. I don't know how long pike live. They got to live a little ways, a little while. How do you get it through the hole? Um, Look at the belly on him. Yeah, it's good fish. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, he's probably using... 
you know, ten, eight, eight inch hole, unless he's in a wheelhouse, mm-hmm. he's using a 10, but you'd be surprised what you can fit through an eight inch hole. But don't bump. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you can fit, you know, most, most fit. That's one thing is like when ice fishing, everybody thinks, oh, I got to get a 10 inch jogger cause I'm fishing big fish. Right. No, you can get, I mean, it's going to be tough for that one. You get that one through a six inch if you get that nose started. Right. So you know, most people have a hole that's too big for the species they're targeting. Right. And that's why you see tournament guys, you know, these panfish guys, they're using four inch holes. Yep. Because once that fish starts going up the hole, it can't swim back down. Right. Right. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The little nils, the little blue one, right? Uh, well. They, for the auger wise. Nils makes one. Uh, I think you can get a, a strike master in a four. Um, I've never seen one for strike master. That's cool. And then there, I quit yeah, ice fishing. Yeah, the so. laser bit, you can get that in a four, I think. And then there's some European stuff and all that. Okay. There's a three inch, is it two or three? Two or three inch. I think it's a three inch auger, a bit you can get. It's from Russia, and they use them for scouting. Wow. Yeah, and it just, I mean, it's done. Holes, holes made. So what they wow. do is they drill holes while they're out scouting, drop the camera down there, gotcha, or the transducer, and gotcha. then you just cover up the hole, and nobody knows where you're there. Hmm. They can't find the hole. Makes sense. Yeah. So except for if you're following tracks, but well, yeah, but then you know you don't really. You're you know, everywhere. Yeah. So you can really find that spot on the spot. That yep. is just quick. So you can drill the hole, camera, anything down there. I want to fish? No. Okay, move on. Right. Right. Instead of drill, 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 they can cover an entire area really well with that. So right. That's cool. Know. It's. You know, it's one of those things where that's that a thing, whole nother step up. What Richard caught is yes. not coming through one of those holes. Not a three inch. No, <laughs> no, no. Nonetheless. It, was, it was probably at least an eight, probably a 10 if he was in a wheelhouse. Right. So. Nonetheless, my hat's off to that guy. Yeah. No, that was a good fish. Absolutely. So that is your Minnesota Master Angler brought to you by the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame in Little Falls. Go up there, check it out. Really cool place. Have you been there? No, I have not. Family and I, we're going to make a trip this year. Yeah, it's cool. I yep. just I just stopped up there the other, like, two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Whenever Eel Pout was, I stopped up there on my way up and uh, talked to him. And that's why I can say that this segment is now brought to you by yep. the Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame, like, officially. Yep, that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, really cool place. I mean, some of the stuff in there, they got trolling motors from, like, 1910. Electric trolling motors from, like, 1910. Wow. Yeah, it's only, wow. like, about two feet tall just this little silver thing with big ball on this on the end of it wow yeah the batteries take up like half the boat <laughs> was, yeah i'm like yeah he showed it and he's like yeah the batteries take up like half the boat because they're these giant batteries but wow. here's the cool thing if you bought it they would take the batteries and maintain them over the winter for you so that's why don't they service like that now yeah when boats motors well, they kind of do. It's a little different on that, though. Yeah. Batteries different. are like, you're only dealing with three mm-hmm. little ones. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, they look, in the picture, they looked like uh, forklift batteries. Like oh, wow. giant batteries. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Mm. Yep. All right. Fun. So, Richard, congratulations, sir. I know it's been 11 years, but congrats. So, let's go to some news of the week. Have you bought your new 2019 fishing license yet? No, I have not. I have to. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. For all you ice fishermen out there that uh, aren't paying attention, you now need to buy your new fishing license for 2019 because our old ones, well, they're old now. Mm-hmm. 
I, why don't they just do it with opener? I I don't know. I could not tell you why. You know, there's a lot of questions that I have that uh, well, go around the licensing. But uh, there's a lot of questions we all have that go around mm-hmm, licensing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like okay, do it May first or April first, even right when we're done ice fishing. Right. I think they do it probably so they can catch a couple people. You think so? And get a little extra. Get a little extra fees. Mm-hmm, little, yeah, mm-hmm. could, could be or a couple extra houses to put back into. Uh, you know, what is that? Uh, the uh, auctions. Yeah, could be. Yep. Well, I don't, yep. they're not gonna. They're not gonna like seize everything you got. But you I think know. they took a house. They took one yesterday on Tonka. Well, that's because those are supposed to be off by mm-hmm. the last weekend. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. It's a nice ice castle from what I saw. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, look out for your, your DNR uh, auction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Owner's probably going to be watching that one. Here's here's the one thing I will say. They should, like this year, I think would be a good year for them to go, look, we're, we'll extend it a week. Because we're not losing ice. We're no, not we're not. We're in danger of losing we're ice. We're definitely not. We might be gaining ice at this point. Mm-hmm. So, and with the weather conditions that we've had, it's been tough. Maybe extend it until this weekend, but they didn't, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah. It would have been nice, I think. Yeah. Especially with the way that it, you know, well, we were out there fishing this last weekend and we're 10 feet away, from, literally like 10, 15 feet away from these guys and they're right. chiseling and they're chiseling and they're chiseling. <laughs> Just this little 10 by 10 house that had frozen in. They're yelling at each other. Well, why, why didn't you tell me it was this bad? It wasn't this bad two days ago, you know, (laughs) but all the slush and all the ice and everything froze. And they're sitting there literally with just ice chisels all the way around it and this and that. Just a cluster. Now, have you ever had to do that yourself? No, I don't leave uh, leave permanents out. No, no, no. I mean, like even in your portable. Uh, No. No. Okay. I started fishing, I think it was about three years ago. I was out ice fishing on White Bear Lake. It was beautiful. It's like 33 you degrees. You started ice fishing three years ago or fishing? No, no, fishing? no. We were fishing. We had, st- it was, it was 33 degrees when we started ice fishing. That oh, okay. I'm like, let me rephrase started, that real quick. You, I Correct. started fishing three years ago. Yeah, no. Um, Why are you on a <clears throat> podcast? I only have experts. Yeah, no, I've, uh, <laughs> I've been fishing since, uh, since I've been playing hockey and that's probably since I was about four or five years old. So nice. But nonetheless, yeah. fishing White Bear Lake, it's 33 yep. degrees, you know, it's about three o'clock. That night, it dropped down to about four or five degrees. Ooh. Our heater in our shack went out for about the last hour. Nice. So it got a little chilly. Mm-hmm. We manned up. It was three three walleyes came up those holes, so we were happy to see that. It was well worth it, if you ask Caught me. Caught something. Yep. 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 The only problem with that was, all right, let's pack up. Let's go. Break down the shack. <laughs> Not moving. Oh, no. Three straight inches of solid ice. <sighs> Couldn't even budge anything. We chiseled that thing away with our ice scoops. Oh. Wooden ice scoops. My little dipper. Yeah. I'm on my knees, breaking it, just like this, trying to get it on up. And I'm pulling and I'm ripping in and I'm tearing. I ripped probably about three or four different spots on my canvas and I had about three <laughs> or four different four-inch holes that were there. Yeah. And it was just... Is a flip over? It, it sort of. It, it came in like a, a three-inch sled. And oh, okay. Yep. It was in. It was five feet by two and a half feet, and then just the front part of it flipped out over the ice. Yep. yep. You know, and I had that thing for probably about twelve years. They still I, make those things. I just threw it away. Really? I just threw it away. Thing yeah. was so rusty. I was gonna say, hey, the frame's there. Can have my aunt stitch me a new canvas. You know, whatever. Yep. Not the case. Done. Done. Yeah. It's happens. garbage. Say yeah. levy. I have had it where I've had uh, on my hub, the skirt froze in because I threw slush over the. <laughs> And then I got cold, but mm-hmm. you know, yep. you just chisel it out and yep. good to go. But yeah, that's the one thing you need to bring with you at this time of year. 
Yes. Well, Make sure you have something all like year. that. All year. You know? You live and you learn, I guess. And with me, it was just that one time. All year. But I haven't really I, where's my chisel been? Where's my chisel been since the first day I went out? In the garage. So I say all year, but mm-hmm. <laughs> do I bring it? Nope. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So you're just hoping that nothing happens. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's just one more thing in the truck. I don't need to move around big, heavy chisel. Right. Or when you're driving, you hear going around. Oh, yeah. Yep. All the time. Oh, yeah. That's what happened in the back of my truck. I used to slide the sled would back. I have. I well, right now I have my auger back there and I've got my 20 prompt pound propane tank in a milk carton okay. milk crate, okay. and that thing is sliding all over the place probably just beating up my ion but whatever it is what it is it's an ion yeah it's indestructible right it takes a beating sure mm-hmm. as long as it keeps going in circles <laughs> and then reverse <laughs> i al- almost had to put the extension on this weekend no way almost wow I've not had to put an extension on the bottom of an auger in a long time yeah it's been a long, long time and it was to the just because the snow was so deep mm-hmm then it's like, okay, I get to a spot, brush off, like yes. kick off all the snow. And then it's like, oh, okay, I'm done. Nope. You press down and it's like, oh, there's another six inches. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's horrible. Yep. So I just went around and kicked open old holes. <laughs> Without your ice chisel. Yeah. Oh. Well, there was a bunch of guys out there pre-fishing oh, there you for go. the NEIFC tournament. Okay. So speaking of four-inch holes, mm-hmm. yeah, I was fishing out of those all day. That's okay. Yeah, it worked That's out okay. good. Well, when the 10 to 13-inch crappies were coming up the hole, they weren't going nowhere. No. No, no, that's kind of troublesome. Yeah, but oh, I've I've <laughs> I had a ten inch hole. This was four years ago, I think. Whatever it was, fishing, mm-hmm. and I get a big crappie on. Yep, thing comes up, gets to the top of the hole, breaks off, and it's got enough room because it's a ten inch hole mm-hmm. to do the whole. Oh nope, I'm going back down. Turns around, <laughs> and this thing literally when it dove back down it filled the hole oh wow and i'm sitting there in shock like no and then i'm like wait a minute grab it so i'm like okay reach down grab the tail Uh well it's a fish in the water there goes right through my hand yep i couldn't fit my hand around the tail that's how big that fish was wow yeah wow that's a big crappie i caught a the next day i caught a 15 and then the next weekend, I caught a 16 out there. I can fit my hands around those tails. Right. So I'm guessing it was 17. I got a pretty big crappie on this phone here that's pushing 19 and a quarter inches. And it's a giant. And it's something that my uncle, God rest his soul, that he caught out on Osakis bass opener. Fishing with a six-inch tiger wrap. Just, just casting it out there. He said he ripped it once. Ripped it twice, and as soon as he went to go rip it a third time, he thought he had a, a northern side slash in the heck out of it. Went on, brought it on up. He had two of the treble hooks in its mouth. Its mouth is huge. He has it on the mount. Doug, it's it's as long as my arm. It goes from here to here. 19, well, 19 and a quarter, that's huge. It's giant. Did he ever weigh it? Three pounds, 15 ounces. Did he... Was, was it a black crappie or a white crappie? I think it was a white, maybe? Black? I'll pull the picture up. Pull the picture up, and I'll tell people why we were talking about uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, licensing. Because you got to get your new license, okay? And then when you get your license, make sure you pick up a book, the regulations book, because they have changed some things, including a continuous season begins Friday, March 1st, for walleye, northern pike, and bass on South Dakota border waters of Big Stone, Traverse, Mud, and Hendricks Lakes. 
the 17 to 28 inch protected slot limit for walleye in Namakin, um, Cabotogama. <laughs> like, I, you nailed that. I, yeah, I know, I, after I thinking about it for half an hour, Cabotogama, Sandpoint, Little Vermilion, and Crane Lynx is now protected slot of 18 to 26. No longer 16 to 28. It is now 18 to 26. Uh, Lake of the Woods. Here you go, boys. Possession limit now for Sauger and Walleye is six total, and you cannot have any more than four Walleye. Okay. Simple math. Yes. I, well, I think it was, what was it before? Was it eight and six? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't, I don't ever keep fish, so I don't know. I'm a um, CNR guy. Yeah. Okay. The Rainy River, Four Mile Bay, Lake of the Woods, the spring walleye season that goes from March 1st to April 14th is now catch and release only. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Anglers will no longer have a protected slot limit for walleye in Leech Lake, but the bag restriction remains. I don't, I I knew they were doing some changes, so double check that, people. Get your book. Look at that. Leech Lake has changed. Uh, there's some, let's see, no longer have special regulations for Northern Pike in Lake Vermilion, uh, East and West Sylvia, Sturgeon Lake, Big Fish Lake in Stearns County. Um, let's see, no longer have special uh, regulations for walleye in Pearl Lake in Stearns County. And then within the city limits of Rushford, anglers in the fall will be able to catch and release stream trout in Rush Creek. So there's that. Hmm. So yeah, so get your new license. Get your reg book, read it, because, yeah, they'll ticket you. Ignorant is not, ignorance is not an excuse. No, and it's not. Well, I didn't really. know. Well, read a reg book. That's mm-hmm. why they're free. Mm-hmm. And actually, the smart thing to do is what I do for fishing and then hunting is I go and I download the reg book onto my phone because that's with me while I'm fishing, while I'm hunting. It doesn't get wet. Well, if it gets wet, who cares? They're all mm-hmm. waterproof these days. Yep. But you've got it. So if you have any questions... You can pull it up right there in the field. There's no excuses on yes, that. Yes, no excuses None. for breaking the regs. No. Nope. Um, and our last bit of news here, the 2019 High School Bassmaster All-State, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors, uh, 62 outstanding high school anglers from across the country have been named to the 2019 Bassmaster High School All-State Fishing Team presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Jesus Christ, add some more words to that. Wow. <laughs> I'll breathe for you. How's <laughs> thank, that? I'll breathe you. for you. Thank you. That was a lot. Right? Um, the students were selected for the honor based on their success in bass tournament competition, academic achievement, and leadership in conservation and community service. The Bassmaster High School All-American Program recognizes the best anglers in the nation, says Bruce Aiken, B-A-S-S-C-E-O, 123-A-B-C-B-B-D. Um, the <laughs> not even. <laughs> I had to tried so hard not ABC, to chime in BBD. with that. Um, <laughs> these student-athletes. trying. I'm just saying bass from now on. I'm no longer doing there you BASS, go. yeah. That's fine. Yeah, otherwise I'll do that every time. Uh, these student-athletes are at the top of of our sport, both with their tournament success and academic achievements. We are proud to honor their accomplishments on a national level. To be considered for the team, a student must have been nominated by a parent, coach, teacher, or other school official. Students currently enrolled in grades 10 to 12 with a current year grade point average of 2.5 or higher are eligible. Uh, They got more than 400 nominations from across the nation. From these, judges selected 62 anglers from 35 states. What about the other 15? 
They must not have bass. They don't have good enough lakes. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I suppose Arizona probably doesn't have bass. New Mexico probably Mm-mm. doesn't have bass. Mm-mm. Colorado, Wyoming? Arizona has bass. Does it? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yep. Well, never mind. Then I'll be quiet. Yep, some of those well, little ponds well, up there, they have What about some. the other 15 states? Well, Alaska probably doesn't have bass. Does it? Look it up. No, you, you know the Somebody answer. Somebody tell, tell this guy. <laughs> Turn your mic down there. Can't talk anymore. Well, I'm a hockey anyway. coach. You know, I yell a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that adjusts your listening, not how people hear you. So if I just want to shut you up, bye. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I I don't want to hear myself oh, when that, I yell. Is like that what that. it is? Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay. So, from these uh, 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 thirty-five states to make up the all-state fishing team, in addition, thirty-two students received honorable mentions, recognizing them for their tournament success as well as community service and academic achievement. Uh, these qualifiers are help. These qualifiers are helping shape the future of our sport, says Hank Weldon, senior manager of Bass. Ah, see, I didn't spell it. High school program. Their enthusiasm for sport fishing in their communities is exceptional, and we can only imagine what the future holds for these anglers. Uh, let's see. All right. So a second panel of judges will review nominations of all the 62 All-State team members and select the 12 members of the 2019 Bass Master High School All-American Fishing Team presented by Academies, Boards, and Outdoors, uh, as in... All state judging criteria includes success in high school fishing tournaments, involvement in conservation efforts, and the community service activity. So it goes from 62 mm-hmm. to 12. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, the 12 finalists will compete in a one day Bassmaster All American High School Bass Tournament held during the 2019 Toyota Bassmaster Texas Fest. Benefiting Texas Parks and Wildlife Department event, a fan favorite festival that will take place on May t- uh, May second through the sixth on Lake Fork, oh, Lake Fork, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. out of Emory, Texas. Mm. Now here's something cool for these kids: the twelve that make it, elite series anglers will serve as teammates and coaches of the student anglers in the tournament. The high school standouts will be honored on the main Texas Fest stage and the weigh-in. That is so cool, yeah. man. So hi. That is so cool. Well, who's your coach? Kevin Van Dam. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's he's not BASS though right now. Oh wait, no, never mind. Yeah, we're on mm-hmm. bass. Oops. It's uh, all right. Fighter. G man. Fighter. G man stayed. Yes, he did. I didn't realize that until I, I, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. No, actually. He stayed. Have to check he my sta- fantasy. He stayed. Oh, you're gonna switch it to? <laughs> he's playing fantasy football or fantasy fishing. Oops. Yeah. Um, all right. So the boys from Minnesota, Ethan Vanden Bush from Lakeville. He was the honorable mention. Okay. The two that uh, were chosen for the 62 was Patrick McMurray from Lakeville. And now I have a connection with this one. Really? Kobe Koenig from Cohasset. Well, that Koenig, that last name sounds familiar to His dad, Eric, works at Ray's Marine, hmm. which is where I'm bought my boat and i'm on their staff so mm-hmm. congratulations by that congratulations good job kobe hopefully you become part of the 12 and then hopefully you smash them mm-hmm. and win so yeah so congratulations to all the young men from all these states i wonder are there any girls in here i don't know i don't think so i don't think they've opened that division quite yet just well there's girls that do fish against the guys or is it just because hmm Interesting. I'll have to look into that. Haven't checked it. I don't see any girls' names. What the heck? I don't know. Hannah. Kentucky. Hannah? 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 
Oh, Hannah Wesley. Hannah we Big shout out to Hannah Wesley from Kentucky. Junction City, Kentucky. Absolutely. All right. If the boys from Minnesota, let me just keep going through here. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We'll see if there's any other girls in here. Um, we're going through Samuel Miles. Nope, 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 nope. I don't know. There's a couple of guys' names. <laughs> a couple of guys' names that could yeah. be girls. All right. So Asterisk. if our boys from Minnesota do not win it, we are going for Hannah. Let's go, Hannah. Hannah Wesley from Junction City, my daughter's name. Junction City, Kentucky. You can either have third after the after our two guys get it, mm-hmm. or take it all. Let's go, Hannah. Let's go, Hannah. Hannah. Everybody, Let's go, Hannah. Everybody, root for Hannah. Hannah Wesley. Kill him. Get it. Get him. Yep. So anyway, so there, there you go. There's some news of the week. That's awesome, though. Yep. I'm glad that BASS does stuff like that for the youth. Yep. I wish it would have been around when we were in high school. Tell me about it. Uh, do you want to? We can talk about this. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> I honestly think having that opportunity back in the day for some of us to be able to fish competitively at that young of an age would have opened up the door, not just for bass fishing, walleye com- competitions at this point possibly could be taking place. Yep. Um, being that our state fish is you know the the eye the eye itself why not you know i think i think participation from the pros in fishing with high school is absolutely huge yep absolutely huge so hats off to them i'm glad that they're doing this well i mean they're the kids are getting free rides to college college (laughs) to go fish because they fish no it's crazy i have a 16 year old son he better be fishing he loves to fish when he gets a pole in his hand i'm letting you know he probably won't make it anywhere like that, but his heart's there. Yeah. Now, I tried telling him a couple of years ago, you just come with me every day out on the boat. Every day I go, wake up 4.30 in the morning. Let's go. Let's go get the boat ready. Dad, I just went to sleep two hours ago. <laughs> Skylar, I went to sleep an hour and a half ago because I couldn't sleep. All right. <laughs> I couldn't sleep because I'm going fishing. I got you beat. Yeah. Not to mention, yeah. there's that deck in the back of my boat. You could probably blow up the little air mattress on and... Right. Say la vie. I'll right. fish the rest of the way. I'll use a trolling motor the whole time. There's not a problem with that. Yeah. You know, but as of right now, we just got him a nice big old DSLR camera. Nice. And uh, hoping to take advantage of that as well. So, so what you're saying is we have a cameraman when we, we go fishing. We have a cameraman when we go fishing. Perfect. So he's just learning the ropes on that thing, and he's going to start taking some classes here. And Nice. You know, going to hopefully be starting my own YouTube channel here as well. Oh, jeez. Look at yes, you, Mr. Fancy yes. Pants. I already have my own YouTube channel. Oh, well, you want to talk about Mr. Fancy Pants? It's the SmackDown Outdoors podcast YouTube channel. There we In go. In case you guys didn't know, all you get people out there. No. I get it. Look at I'm putting up. I even brought in some extra cameras now. I like those. Those are cute. Yeah. I don't They're know. Cute. Well, you know, I got the one there. I've always had that angle. Mm-hmm. And then when, yep. I had, when I had Kyle and... Um, Gildersleeve in. Mm-hmm. I added the second one just to kind of get those guys a little better. Yep. I did, and I then did notice that one. Yeah. Well, that one, they were both there. Mm-hmm. It was just I angled them differently. But gotcha. anyway, um, so I got bored today and I'm like, let me try three cameras. I'm going like full, like, hey, Joe Rogan. People are going to be like, oh my God, it's going from you to me to him. Right. And you know, it's kind of yeah. cool. So if I don't want to talk to you, I can yeah. just turn and talk to the camera instead. Yeah. So we can it's just right talk there. to him. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. how's how you doing? Yep. How you doing? Hey. Hey. Doug. What's up, people? Doug. Huh? What? Hey. Oh, we're still talking to you. We're no, still I'm talking to you. Talking to you right talking there. Talking to me? Yep. Right there. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. And we're moving on. You guys all still listening? I hope so. Nah, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's all good. Fishing. 
Yeah, what were we talking about? Well, we were talking about high school. Fishing. Oh, the kid stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I yeah. think while dialing back before that, before the BASS story, yeah. you asked me to bring up a picture on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see yes. the crappie. Let me yes. see the crappie. So this crappie. That's not a crappie. That's a smallmouth. That is definitely a smallmouth. <laughs> oh, that one. Okay. Yep. Yes, I think I have showed you that before. Well, I saw it today when I was creeping through your Facebook pictures. I do that to all my guests. Oh, good. Hey, you gotta have you know that's how you find dirt. And you go. So I saw this picture. Yes. And yes. I was wondering about them. Why did your thumb look that thing, so that thing big? Seriously, that looks like a bass. <laughs> I know it's giant. Yeah. I'm telling you, and it was just. You gotta send me this so I can put it on the thing so people Absolutely. can see it if I get time. Absolutely. Sometimes I have time to put a lot of stuff onto the video. Mm-hmm. Sometimes no. Well, if nothing else, I'll do this. And if you guys want to go ahead and zoom on in, you're more than welcome to. Or just go to his Facebook page. Facebook. Yep. John Morales. Yep. At Facebook. At guy. Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because you're talking about, you know, him wanting to fish, but, mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't really have the drive to fish. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what's going on with, like, everything these days. Mm -hmm. Everything and everybody. It's like yep. people want it, but do they have what it takes to do it? Right. You right. Know? It's like when I was tournament fishing... I was like, okay, too much time, too much money. I don't have the time. Uh -huh. The money I could probably come up with one way or the other. But right. the time dedicated to becoming a tournament full-time for tournament guy, I just don't have it. Nope. We got to yeah. work. We yeah. have to work. Well, to and that's the, the thing. In order to be a tournament fisherman and to make that bass level or the whatever level you want to be in, yep. it's the dedication and the sacrifice. You can't go hanging out with your boys two two hours before you're gonna go fishing. No, nope, you, you can't. Gotta go fishing. Yep. You know, so you gotta get sleep. That's true. That's true. And I find that to be. And if you're not sleeping, you're not fishing. You better be thinking about it or organizing things or mm -hmm. or you know now, researching. Now, see, that's the thing is All organizing things. All the time, big oh, trip, yeah. tournament, whatever it may be. Yep. It's I can't get to sleep one o'clock in the morning. You know, I'll be laying there, can't do anything about it. However. Day prior to that, I think it's key. Sleep heavy, eat heavy. You'll be fine. You'll get some good night's sleep. Well, you definitely. Well, I think. Well, here when you're when you're a full time tournament guy, uh -huh. like this is what you do. The guys in the bass tournament, uh -huh. that's their career. They don't have another job like we do, so they can get that pattern down to okay. So I pull up to you know we're gonna go fish Malax next week. Okay, so we get to the garrison or wherever they're staying, right? And they've got their seven day schedule of this is when I sleep this is when I eat this is when I fish so for them it's just like our normal life of you know me doing my job you doing yours right it's a, a little more hectic I'm sure mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. a little more gas station food than we probably eat from time to time it sure is but they you know they've got that's their life and they've got it down right you know, they're making their lunches just like you know just like we are mm -hmm. you know they're not eating crap all the time they're getting their sleep you know so yeah my wife made uh, Jacob Prosnick a burrito when I was his marshal. For are, the, uh, are we going back to Sean Lanky and we're trying to one-up each other now? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I, I just... took my picture with him. My wife made him a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's any offense, he only oh. ate half of it because oh. he, couldn't, he couldn't do it. No. He just wanted to fish. Okay. So, but yeah, anyways. Yeah. Well, just so I put this out here, um, I did sit down and talk to Mark Menendez. Nice. Right. At nice the N guy. At NP NPAA conference two years ago, and we talked about pie. 
Nothing was fishing. That is it the was best about thing. pie. That is the best thing. It's all he wanted to talk about, so I didn't care. I just sat down I'm like, good. what's going on? And he goes, have you ever been to Texas or wherever it was? I think it was Texas. I'm like, yeah, but it, you know, was for whatever. No, actually at that time, no, because I hadn't been there yet. And I was like, no. And he goes, I got to get back there. I'm like, okay. That pie. He's like, there's a spot where there's this pie. I can't remember what kind of pie it was. It was the greatest pie. And I'm sitting here going, am I really sitting next to Mark Menendez and he's just rambling on about pie? Like, this is, like, I could talk to him about fishing all the time. Mm-hmm. But who cares? Who gets I want to, to see talk to him about pie. Well, well, it's just other stuff. See, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where people sit there and they, you know, they see these guys on TV and they're like, oh, you know, Kevin Van Dam. If I ever had a chance to talk to Kevin Van Dam, I'd ask him how he does this and how he does that and da da da. Go on YouTube and look at it. Right. Watch him. He'll explain it. Yeah. You can all day. Mm-hmm. But give me somebody like that, and I'm not going to talk to him about fishing if I don't have to. Right. It's right. like I'd rather get to know the guy. Talk to him about some random stuff. That is you true. Know? But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so the, uh, yeah, if you want to be a tournament guy, you got to have the dedication. You and, sure do. And be willing to sacrifice and then talk to people about pie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about pie. What kind of burrito was it? And you only ate half? It was a breakfast burrito. It had sausage, bacon, cheese, eggs, um, green, red, yellow peppers, onions, all tight, sliced. It was amazing. And you only ate half. He only ate half. Did he throw it out? Throw it out of the boat like? Oh no! It sat did? right up, right up next to his, uh, right up next to his electronics. Oh. Just sat right there in a little silver ball. Mm. That was it. He ate some though. He ate some. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Did he say it was good? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it was windy. <laughs> it was windy. I sat back, yeah. enjoyed the time out on the water. You were you were doing what in his boat? Again? I was his marshal. Marshal. Okay. For the last day, he he was actually a bubble guy that day. Um, he had to place, I think, 42nd or higher, and he was, I think, eight pounds back from that marker, and he actually made that, and he ended up going on to the bracket tournament the next win- weekend and winning it, so, nice. and he made it into the Bassmaster Classic, so. Nice. That was how, pretty cool. How boring is it to be a marshal on a bass boat? If you're a walleye guy or a crappie guy or something <laughs> like that, and you're not starstruck, it's going to be pretty darn boring. Yeah. I enjoyed every single moment of it. Every single moment of it. Even when I got cold, even when I was wet, shaking on the windy day, I enjoyed it. I'll how, do it again. How much did you learn from being on a boat with that with a pro, pro, pro? There's really, for a day? there's really not a whole lot that you know that I learned other than consistency, knowing your equipment, making long casts. I don't, I really don't care what lure you're using if you're not flipping. Every time you go like this, it's it should be long. Every single time, utilize why you put so much, you know, line on your spool. Yeah. What you're casting on out there, you know, knowing what you're fishing. Obviously, you can't cast up on a highway if you're fishing 20 feet away from it. But, you know, utilize your casting. Be consistent. If you have confidence in something, you see a spot and you know they're going to be biting on something. Utilize it and stick with it. Especially on that day, that was really, really, really tough day. I think he caught seven fish. Seven bass all day, and he caught nine walleye, I think. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. They, they all yeah. caught walleye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he caught he caught one rock bass that was, I think, about 12, 12 and a half inches long. Jeez. I was like, just throw it in the box. They won't know the difference. Looks like a smallmouth. Yeah, right? Other than the giant scales that are on that thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. just ugly. But yeah, other than that, just being consistent and having confidence in what you have out on your deck. Hmm. 
I think that's number one. Well, you took something so, away from it. Yeah, I sure did. You know, and j- just having some that guys experience. would sit in the boat and just be bored and playing on their phone all day, and not even paying attention. Yeah, and, you, and it's like, oh, did you cut a you cut a fish. All right, cool. You, you kind of can't though. You kind of have to pay attention. You kind of you know know your atmosphere around you. Rogue waves all the time. Bass boats zipping mm-hmm. around you. But I think one of the coolest things that I had was watching everybody else around me fish. Sitting in that boat, seeing Ike fish right there. Look on over, you see Todd Faircloth. You know, you turn back this way and you look back, you see Todd Faircloth, you know, leaning up against his boat peeing. And you're just like, oh. you just see things that you don't really yeah. necessarily <laughs> want to see. But you see things that are right. intriguing. You try to see what they're throwing and why are they throwing there? I, you know, kind of being familiar with Malax and everything, seeing everybody sitting where they were sitting, picturing what they were doing. Why are they throwing that? What's it going to do? Are they getting reaction strikes? Are they getting, you know, are they just getting absolutely just slammed on their bites? What are they doing? I, it's learning, watching, being observant is has a lot to do with fishing. A lot to do with a fishing. Lot to do a with fishing. Lot. Because everybody says experience will get you places. Yes. But that takes time. You know, and, well, fishing is, I don't want to want to put a percentage on it, but... There's a big percentage where it's just getting out there and fishing. Mm-hmm. You Getting can light have, in the water. You can have the fanciest boat, mm-hmm. fanciest rods and reels. Just and like dates. you and I do. Yeah. Fanciest rigs. Oh, just dude, money. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, try, yeah. Race me, people. Yeah. Race me. You'll beat me, though. Bro, you want to race me? Yeah. Let's go. You'll all beat you, me. All you people out there, you want to race me? <laughs> Let's go. Awesome. I'll sit there in my boat having a burrito, and I'll just eat it while you... There you the go. Pants off me anyway. There you go. Um, there you go. But yeah, you can have all the fanciest gear. I mean, mm-hmm. you can get it all for free. Yep. You can be paid to fish, but if you're not out there fishing, it's worthless. If you don't know how to use yeah. it, if you don't know how to use what's on the end of that line. Yep. Everybody says bass fishing is the easiest fish, you know, easiest thing to do, easiest fish to catch. Well, bass is not, they're not hard to catch. No. They're easier to catch in the walleye. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you're going to be a tournament guy, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, it's it's different and I'm than kinda, just bass fishing. Right. you got to catch the biggest. Right. You know, that's when all of a sudden it turned into, yeah, now we're walleye fishing or mm-hmm. whatever competition. It doesn't matter if bass are easy to catch. Are you catching the five biggest fish or in, we'll just call bass masters for now. We're right, right. We're not into that right now. Right. Um, can you catch the biggest fish in that lake mm-hmm. and that's what separates people from tournament people from people that just right. fish and can catch right. fish right. i know a lot of guys and i've covered this before mm-hmm. a lot of guys that can catch fish but there's guys that fish tournaments and there's tournament fishermen tournament fishermen can catch those big fish yes they can guys that fish tournaments can catch fish right you know i'm a guy that fishes tournaments mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll admit it i'm not a tournament fisherman Right. I'm a guy that fishes tournaments. I have fun doing it. Hey, I try my best. You know, you know? and I think that's the best attitude to have. And I yeah. think Minnesota's a great well, you gotta spot have for f- that. You got to have fun. Yes. When you're fishing tournaments, you got to have fun. If you're not you, having fun, it's not even worth it. You know what? I'm going to touch base on that right now. This is a fishing podcast. Preach. Um, I'm going to preach right now. Church. You guys that pick up a fishing pole, if you have heart, if you have drive, you have whatever it takes, whatever you think it is to be a competitive bass fisherman one thing you cannot forget is the reason that got you started fishing 
And that's because it was fun. Yep. That is the only thing you got is because it was fun. You put that rod down, sun went down, son, it's time to come inside. Dad, I want one more cast. Sorry, son, we'll wait till tomorrow. That right there, hook, line, and sinker, bro. Yep. Nobody, Fun. none of these tournament guys, they they didn't, you know, they weren't born and turned into, you know, go like five years old or whatever mm-hmm. and go, I'm going to be a professional bass fisherman, even though they've never even fished. Right. They all went out, caught fish, had fun, mm-hmm. and then decided, wait a minute, I can do this for a living. I want to do this for a living because it's fun. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. nobody goes. I'm gonna it be doesn't a, get better. Yeah, nobody goes. Oh, I'm gonna be a pro basketball player, even though I've never taken a shot. Right. Right. It was. Hey, I'm playing basketball. I'm pretty good at this. I might be able to be a pro. Right. Right. Well, no, that's a very good. Very very good point. If you're not having fun, don't do it. Right. There's an issue there Cause, too. Because you know, if you're not having fun fishing, I mean. if you're a tournament fisherman and you think you're just going out there to cash a check, mm-hmm. and you're going to keep doing it, and you're going to make your living that way, and you're not going to have fun, you're just out there just to make money. You're right. going to fail. You are going to fail hard. Oh, hard. First tournament, you're going to be so curb mad stomped at yourself. hard. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, these. I, it was my equipment. This. It was. You know, I couldn't get my crankbait to work this way. It wasn't diving deep enough. It was windy. You know, my electronics weren't working. And blah 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 blah. I needed. A, upgrade it's it's yeah you know and there's a difference between fishing seriously Mm -hmm. you know and 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 just what am i trying to say here i understand that you go out and you're not always having fun Mm -hmm. but you're fishing seriously you know you're pre-fishing you're fishing in the tournament tournaments aren't fun they're stressful most of the time they're not fun they're stressful the only time that you're having fun in a tournament is that 30 seconds you're reeling up a fish yep other than that then it's back to what do we got on this line what's this one doing where are we going graphs that that it's it's unless you're just catching fish after fish after fish then it's fun i had one other than that tournaments aren't that much fun they're Mm -hmm. so stressful and if you're not having a good day then you're pissed off yep so yeah fishing tournaments <laughs> kind of suck sometimes i i, I, <laughs> I mean yeah. i love doing it but it's just like uh. right now see i fished one out on waconia and maybe three minutes into this delayed tournament that we had due to a storm um three minutes in first stop that we got our box is full we're talking nine cast we have about 14 pounds right away nice right right away we end up giggling, catching fish all day long. We're not able to, you know, throw anything back. And it's just giggling one after another after another. And we start looking out in the middle of the lake. And we notice all these boats sitting still and these big old rollers. And I'm fishing in my buddy's boat. You know, it's a little dinker. It's a little one, 16 and a half foot lun with a 45 on there. Yeah. It's live well. Get you from point A to point B. Has electronics on it. Bingo. Hey, my new boat's going to be a 16 and a half footer. You're saying it's a dinker? No, my, oh, okay, my boat's cool. 16 and a half footer. That's a dinker. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's a dinker, 21 footer, glorious. Well, we're talking about you that. Know, yeah. We're comparing here. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a dinker. It's not the battleship. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're out there fishing three minutes in, you know, 14 pounds in, and then we're catching fish nonstop all day long, just giggling, having a blast with it. We look out in the middle of the lake, we see, you know, just rolling away. Yep. And we see these, this two. These two guys just sitting there, their boat's going up and down. They sit two and a half hours in one spot, 
just sitting there with their rods like this. And we see them maybe once every 10 minutes just go. Guy nets it, puts it in. Next guy drops his line down, straight on down, while the guy's putting it in the live well. Next guy steps on up, sits there with his rod. They're in 23 feet of water. And at this time, back then, this was maybe 10, 11 years ago, I had no idea what the heck they were doing out there. Jet skis whipping around. It's 98 degrees outside. Yep. We're over fishing shadow, overhanging trees right after a storm, flipping, giggling, catching fish, throwing. It didn't matter what we threw. Like you said in one of your shows, you could you could put a gummy worm on there. Oh, yeah. Flip, you know, one know, of those days? Yes, it was one of those days. Greatest days ever. But those little 12 to 14 inches that we were catching at that time, you know, fill up your box kind of quick. Yeah. Then you start up in those. But those 12 to 14 inches started moving to three pounders to four pounders that bag that ended up being weighed in on Waconia was one of the biggest bags I've ever seen weighed in and that was like 24 and a half on Waconia and that was just personally for me that's that was pretty big especially at that point in time that was you guys 24 no that wasn't us oh, that was the winning bag oh, oh okay. we, we were still sitting back at like maybe 16 and a half oh, pounds. Okay. so okay. I mean we were still struggling trying to get up there gotcha but that was watching those guys catch those fish out there knowing what they were doing yeah. You know, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Drop shot. Mm, that, that was my assumption. But when we got up on, you know, you pull on and you kind of glance at people's decks if they don't have their bait wrap up there. Um, they had huge half ounce uh, football head jigs. Oh. Three quarter ounce football head jigs. Okay. Just dragging them. Black mm. and blue. Mm. So. Oh, weird. Yeah. Black Isn't that weird? Blue. Weird. <laughs> Dead middle of the summertime. Yeah. Black and blue. <laughs> pumpkin seed. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Green pumpkin. <laughs> Yep. yep. But, but yeah. Hey, uh, Doug, yeah, real up? quick here. Yeah. Uh, before up? we get too sidetracked, I just have to look, look down at this this cool little bag here that I brought with. Yeah. What do you got? What is um, this? I got something. You know, after looking at oh. your at your wall here. <laughs> oh boy. I thought it was pretty cool. You know that the setup you got. Saw the duck calls. I try. American flag. You know. I want you to put this someplace hopefully it'll be here on the wall you don't have okay. to oh but this we got, is we got space we got space this is a kind of a big deal if you would All for right, me to on. uh what do we got to here? part ways with this but i couldn't find so a like, better person this was like yours yes this was mm -hmm. mine this was something that i uh that i bid on about seven years ago I'm like in a silent auction <laughs> and it's uh i'm kind of hoping it'll be fitting for nice. this so wait is, hold on yeah, there's uh, there, there's a couple of cool, cool, you know, writings on there, as you can see. Are they, are those actual real signatures? Those are real signatures by Shut Willie, up. Phil, Cy Robinson, Tara, Miss K, the other two wives. So, Dude, you don't have to give me this. Dude, absolutely, bro. Not so, a problem. I couldn't find a better person who could, you dude. know, has a better spot in Man Cave for it um, Yeah, so it's a yellow street sign, basically. That's the Duck Commander. Duckaholic, Duckaholics Anonymous. Got the duck in there. It looks like it's been a shot up. So you guys are going to have to look at the video version of this to check it out. Got all the signatures on there from all them. Dude, yep. I, this is awesome, man. Yeah. yeah Appreciate that was it, bro. A, a silent auction. I thought it would be really, really cool to have. Sit in the man cave next to a couple autographed jerseys and stuff. Heck but yeah, uh, man. That's just not fitting for uh, for me. I think we it's will, a little bit more fitting for you. Uh, we will find a spot for sure. Okay. We'll find a spot somewhere on this Sweet. wall. Well, no worries. Somewhere. Cool. It'll, be, it'll be front and center. <laughs> 
dude that's video. awesome man i pre- yeah. appreciate it man yeah that's uh when i first saw that i thought it was you know like a cardboard thing but yeah no it's metal can, yeah. that's that's straight that's straight metal that's a straight dude sign. appreciate it not a problem that's man. awesome not a problem all right well everybody thanks for listening to the smackdown Outdoors podcast i'm gonna go go like cry now <laughs> <laughs> no worries no worries man no very cool man yeah Appreciate so i before we got too out of the hand with fishing yeah you know i wanted to at least nope get that out of the way that's awesome yeah yep then we'll find a spot on the wall cool cool i got, deal. I got plenty of space i was gonna ask the uh the lady if you would have approved oh i'm sure she probably would have yeah mm-hmm. yeah the only problem i have and i gave uh oh what's his name godfrey oh the white you know ball head white beard i gave him crap at uh, Game Fair, because mm-hmm. I saw him and I'm walked up to him and I'm like, "All right, here's the deal. Ever since you guys came out, all I hear now is, oh, you should be in Duck Dynasty. Oh, you know the Duck Dynasty guys done it because of my beard.' Uh-huh. <laughs> he just starts laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, really? Guy. I'm like, really, guys? <laughs> yeah, he's a funny guy. And it's always people who like don't hunt, don't fish. They're always like, oh, Duck Dynasty, right? Yeah. Right. You know, just because you got yeah. a big beard. Yeah, you know Mike Door, right? Mike Door. Mike Door. Name's familiar. Yeah. Really, really familiar. I don't know, Mike. Do you know me? Mike. Well, he went to Cooper. He was a couple years younger than me. Yes, actually. Yeah. Did, Does concrete and stuff? Possibly not as an lives adult. Out in, lives out in Maple Grove now. No, nope, maybe. Anyway. I, uh, yeah. Back um, in the day. Yeah. So when Duck Dynasty first came out mm-hmm. as the you know the fanboy show right whatever you know the popular show now oh yeah um he was the first one that came up to me he goes hey have you ever heard of duck dynasty i go oh yeah you mean the guys from duck commander yep and he's like what's duck commander not even knowing not even knowing why right (laughs) i'm like uh let me see duck dynasty those guys are duck commander who have been around forever right building calls killing ducks they're not new right so They've been around. It's a yeah. family business now. Yeah. There. He's like, yeah. oh, okay. And just walked away. Well, knowledge. Right. Power. Mm-hmm. Well, just <laughs> people not in the hunting world and fishing world. All of a sudden, now there's a TV show, and it's like, oh, yeah, you can angle that if you want. Well, you just have to be strong. Strong like bull. Bull. Yeah, no, oh. it's, it's fully adjustable. You can adjust these things all over the place. They're fancy. That's awesome. Um, like let's uh, Let's... <laughs> He looked at the sign again, I think. I did. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah, I'm just like, dude, really? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, cool, yeah. it's a sign. And then, like, I, all of a sudden I saw the signatures, and I'm like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. Is that real? Yeah, there's detail to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all real. All right. Um, yeah, anyways. Let's get back to a podcast. Yeah. Bass Fishing Basics. Bass Fishing Basics. Yeah. 101. Let's, t- let's tell people about some people who, you know, the, the beginner bass fishermen. Well... All starts just like crappie style, you know. Mm-hmm. Like anybody, Snoopy pole, you can do bass fishing with a snooping pole, just like you can with a, you know, walleye. You can walleye fish with a Snoopy pole. Oh yeah. You know, there's but actually I, a tournament, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there is. There's a walleye tournament. It's like the superheroes tournament or something, and it's all. It's all Snoopies. All Snoopy poles, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I gotta. I think I'm. I'm I gotta find it because I want to fish it next year. That sounds fun. Yeah, it is. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a guy who does bass fishing, with his. Snoopy rod, and he dresses in his. I, I don't know. Forgive me on this. I don't know what it's called, but he dresses in his um, his cultural outfit, and he stands on the front of his canoe, and I think he's Hmong. Oh, okay. And, and he'll okay. sit there and he'll fish with a Barbie rod, and he's catching five, six pounders, 
a lot. Jesus. We're talking just flipping and pitching everything else that we would be, you know, whether you're, you know. <laughs> he's doing it with the old Barbie pole. He's doing it with pole. the Barbie pole. Awesome. You know, just tie up a simple Cinco. If you don't know what a Cinco is, that's your worm. It's yep. about this big, and you can Texas rig it, which. Right there. Right there. And right Paul, there. you guys can't see that. Dipsticks. Dipsticks. Got those today, finally. Nice. Nice. Impulse baits. I like impulse baits. Mm-hmm. Solid. Um, but, yeah. yeah, Bass Fishing 101. Yep. Um, um, yeah. I got some stuff written down. Yes. Okay. And I could uh, definitely concur to those things that I see written down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, the top three baits to start with. Top three baits. Top three baits. Well. Got, you know, top three baits, setups, whatever you want to call them. Your basic jig. Mm-hmm. Now, are you just talking what kind of basic jig? Because when I... Just when a I round hear, ball jig, you know, skirt, with the skirt with trailer, the skirt. Okay. you know, that thing. See, you when know. I hear you say... A jig, I think of a, a you think walleye. Of walleye. No, we're talking bass, dude. Okay, okay. I know not, we're talking bass. I'm not even a walleye guy. That's the <sighs> that's the dirty secret that most people don't understand. I'm so confused. I'm like not even a walleye else. guy. No, I'm not. Oh. I fished walleye tournaments. Yes, I like fishing walleyes. Walleyes are fun. But I was sometimes. like a bass guy before all this. Well, don't let the secret out. Apparently, no, apparently. nobody wants to listen. Everybody's like, oh, walleye. Like, no. I really don't care what I catch, but I was a, like a bass guy before I started fishing walleye tournaments. Yeah, I, I'm not. But I'm fish not are stupid, and as long as and fish are you know fish are fish or fish are fish. I don't Correct. care what it is. Yep. Show me a method, mm-hmm. I will catch a fish. Correct. Doesn't matter. Yep. I can catch fish. Yeah. So I go fish a different fish, a walleye. Show me a method, I'll catch a fish with it. Right. So it's nothing hard. Right. No, I believe. Yeah. I believe in that. Right. Yep. So catch, your basic jig. Not catching the big ones. All yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, your basic jig, um, and we're gonna go with your green pumpkin jig mm-hmm. and trailer. Yep. And then your black and blue jig and trailer. Can never go wrong. No. Buy those two. Maybe a light jig and a heavy jig. To start out with, and then yep. you can just so you guys know you can take those trailers and switch them. So then you've got some crazy color schemes there. But just go Correct. green pumpkin and black and blue to start out with. In both the jigs and the trailers, be done with. And just so okay, we're talking, people who are just starting. Yep. We're not talking about me or you, right? Because I've got white, I've got browns, I got blues, I got blacks. It's. Dumb. I'm gonna go amateur on this, and thing. I don't even have a lot of stuff. I have a question, sir. Yeah. What do you mean by a trailer? Oh, here we go. No, no, because no. I get that question a lot oh, too. Do you? Yes, I oh, get that okay. question. They ask me, is, "Is that just an extra hook that hangs off of your main hook?" No, isn't that illegal? Well, that's a trailer hook, and no, that's it's a not trailer illegal. hook. Yes, so they're not a hundred percent wrong. Okay, so a trailer, is. a trailer is the plastic yep. that is shaped in multiple different configurations. It could look like a crawfish, creature, creature whatever. Paddle, tail. Some guys throw paddle tails on mm-hmm. the back. Basically, it's a chunk of plastic that looks like something, some sort of food that you hook on to your jig. Correct. If you need any more information on that, I'm telling you, go to YouTube and just look up. That's where you got to yeah. go. Yeah. Yep. We're just telling you what to find, and then you can YouTube the rest. Yep. Yep. All right. So black and blue, yep. which is one color. Okay. So black and blue, everything bass fishing comes in black and blue. Yep. Green pumpkin. Yep. Get both those jigs and then both those, you know, strike, what's a um, strike king, whatever the name is for their craw. For their craw, strike you know, king? What is it? What is I it? have no, I know no, power bait. I'm a, I'm a. Oh, what's the power bait version then? I don't chigger care. craw. Chigger craw. There you yep. go. Just some chigger craws. Yep. Northland doesn't make their brush beaver anymore, which was the greatest name. That was awesome. Greatest name for a bait ever, the brush beaver. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so my second one is the wacky rig. Yes. Now, 
Now, here's the thing with the wacky rig. Really, this is not just the wacky rig. We're it's a style of fishing with a stick bait. Correct. Okay, and a stick Correct. bait is just like a five, sometimes four, sometimes six, but a five-inch stick bait. It's just looks like a pencil that's just made of plastic. Correct. Wacky rigging, sink, you know, we uh, Texas rigging. It's all done with this. I, I, this is what I use. I use jigs. I use wacky rigging, which is you take the hook and you T-bone it. You uh-huh. T-bone this bait, throw it out there, let it fall. Watch that line move. Boom. Okay. Yep. Kind of the same thing with colors. Just go a black, a black and blue. You can go green pumpkin. Yep. Get a dark, get a light. Bass or dump. Get a dark, get a light. Any other colors starting out and you're wasting your money because you don't know when to throw that third, that fourth, that fifth color. Right. Unless right. you're going to a lake that you specifically have been told, hey, red Use works or color. yellow works or Correct. pink. Yeah. And sometimes that's probably the biggest thing between catching fish and not catching fish. Sometimes can be color. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it can be. It can be. And it was <laughs> it this also, last weekend for yes, me. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, yes. it can be your make or break, really. Oh, it was definitely a make or break. But if you're just getting started, you want to get bites, those 12 inches will bite for sure. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Bat, 14 yeah. inches. Right. Now, if you want to go real simple, just get a 132nd ounce mm-hmm. Northland Tackle RZ jig. Okay. Nailing it. A two-inch white swimming grub impulse Northland Tackle. Put that on there. Six-pound test. Go flip it anywhere, and you will flip catch bass. Fly. I can't. Didn't I use that? Didn't I? Did I use that when we were when we were fishing on Lake X there that we uh, were? On? We went to like three lakes, didn't we? Yeah, Two lakes. it was a lot. Yeah. We did. But we I have bounced. spent full days literally targeting bass mm-hmm. with that setup. It's just a big twister tail with a jig, and you're catching fish. If mm-hmm. you really want to start out really, really, really simple, that yep. works too. But we're going kind of that one step where guys are like, okay, I want to get into bass fishing. Mm-hmm. So your five inch dipstick. Sanko, correct. Gam- uh, 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 Yamamoto, yep. You know, um, yep. or any company that makes those, yep. Doesn't matter. They're basically all the same. They just have sometimes they're a little soft. One's a little softer than the other. Some stretch. Yamamoto's. Um, they actually have like sand in them, so they fall a little heavier. Yep. Um, they're but, grainy too. They kind of once they yep they get yep. beat up pretty good. You can start feeling it. Yep. So you got. Like I said, you got your jig set up that I fish. I fish wacky rigs almost. I used to Texas rig them all the time, mm-hmm. weedless, weight, weedless, whatever. I switched to wacky. I'm I'm done. It's yep. over. I have I'm not. the wacky king. I, I can't tell Try you, that, honestly, the last time that I really Texas rigged a, uh, a stick. I just I, don't see any reason for it. No, no. I mean, it, <laughs> I would rather I would rather Ned rig or jig worm. A hundred percent. Than 100%. throw just a weedless, you know. Yep, Ned rig. Yeah. I love the yep. way that that just came in. Oh, it's yeah. just like let's just use a stick bait about that big. Yeah, and then you we'll know? just kind of Keep find the one that just on kind of floats there. Yeah. Yep. We'll, Ned rigging. We'll get to that in another day. If you're going to do research on fishing, just yeah. just look it up. Yeah, Ned rig, jig worm, kind of the same yep. thing. Yep. Um. So, and then the hook that I use for the wacky rig mm-hmm. is has changed. I used to use the big extra wide gap number three, yep, Gamagatsu, and I've actually switched to an octopus mm-hmm. in like a one or two somewhere in there. I don't know why I switched one day. I just did. I think it's hook. I think it's hook setup ratio. I think your 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 hookups are a little bit higher percentage with that with octopus. a smaller hook mm-hmm. too. I mean, this hook is like a third of the length yep. of that extra wide gap Gamagatsu. Um, but yeah, it's it's like they can take it in fully. Right. I catch the same amount of fish, 
like you know I'm, I'm getting the same amount of bites right um i don't really ever i can't say I'd never lose a fish on a wacky rig because obviously we all do yep um, i witnessed it no you didn't <sighs> i never lost a fish when never. we fished um or but that's what i tree. use there there are wacky rig hooks that mm-hmm. are made specifically for wacky rig hook i have not found a good one yet right that i like the the ones with the weed guards eh the, the ones eh. with the weed guards you're are not all throwing right. a uh, i'm not throwing a wacky rig in a bunch of weeds anyway right that's there's no there's no i'm sense. throwing a jig cuz it's an open hook concept yeah i'm throwing right. a jig in the in the in the weeds right so I don't know. I'm throwing it, you know, wacky rig. So yeah, wacky rig. Once again, look it up on YouTube. Just mm-hmm. Google wacky rig, wacky rig, wacky rig. And you can do rig. it with a bunch. Not even just the five inch sinkos. You can do them with them little. Like, weren't you using like a little four inch cigar bait type of deal? Um, tube or just a round? Just a just a. You can do it with a lot of stuff. You can do it with big old power worms, trick worms. Absolutely. Everything. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if you utilize your fishing line around you. You get a part of your bait, six inch, that's beat up. You just keep downsizing if you really want to. Oh, yeah. And that's basically what I've done. I've taken my six inch baits and I've turned it right on into a Ned ring. Oh, Not yeah. a problem. Yep. You know, if I notice a color is hitting, I'm all out of color here, you know, for my Ned ring. Look on down, find a single that's closest to yeah. it. There you go. <laughs> yep. Get that line, wrap it around, pull it tight. There we go. Yep. So, so yeah. So, wacky rig. Um, and that's for baits that you know you're you're putting it down into the water columns. You're, you're right, fishing right, right. the water. And columns you know the, and the funny here's the thing about wacky rig. Typically, people throw them up in shallow water, mm-hmm. which is meant for mm-hmm. you know maybe up to ten foot of water. Right. I'll fish them deeper. Now you got to wait that's for it patience. to sink. Like you throw it out. Yep. Here's the deal. What I and and actually what I didn't cover with the jig is the line and da da da. But we'll cover that with you. Right. Um, wacky rig. What I like to do is I like to use a white. 10 pound braid with a fluorocarbon leader okay i like the white because when i cast it out there and i'm waiting for it to sink i can see that line gotcha so if all of a sudden that line is not fall is not moving in that fall fall motion it dips left it dips right all of a sudden it starts sinking a little faster or stops or anything i'm setting the hook gotcha visibility now you got your fluorocarbon leader on there Three, four feet, whatever. Right. You know, depending on how picky they are, but they're bass, they don't care. Um, but yeah, so you just throw it out there. What do there. you mean they don't care? They don't care. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, they bite jigs with, what about 30, when they don't bite? with 30, 40 pound braid on them. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. You yeah, know. that's true. And most of the time you're fishing them in somewhat dirty water anyway. I think they're just Unless hungry. you're fishing Mille Lacs. They're hungry too, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I like the 10-pound braid. You don't really need any. It's it's a finesse tactic. So, you're not power fishing. You're not using. you. There's some guys that use weights on the wacky rig. I tried it once. I don't like it. On the wacky rig? It doesn't work. I think it just depends as maybe to in, where you're using it Maybe and in how like you're current. using it. You know, if you want to get it down, but then I wouldn't really wacky rig and current myself. Well, which is probably why I'm not a tournament fisherman. Yeah, I, I noticed I I used it um, Indian head point quite a bit, and that was my finesse that was actually allowing me to to have higher success with catching fish was putting that little nail weight into that heavier, casting it on out wacky rig, and just letting her fall off to the angle. She would every time she'd fall, it seemed like she was falling into the rock wall with the wind coming across so i think with the windy application 
you know. Yeah, but you're putting a nail weight into the end. Like, there's mm-hmm. actually, like, wacky rig hooks, hooks that are like right. a jig. Right. Yeah. But that gets you that center fall. Yeah. And then put a nail in it. I think it's more directional. It gives you more of a natural fall to it. I think that may be a change of pace for that one. Yeah, I, hey, if it mm-hmm. works, it works. If you've caught, if you have ever caught fish on any sort of setup, I can't mm-hmm. say it doesn't work. No, gosh, no. I mean, <laughs> you know? if you catch it, you caught it. Right, and it's all it's it's confidence. Yep. Um, I just don't really ever, I'll, like. I'll throw it out there. I'll let it sit. I'll let it work. Right. Because the thing with the wacky rig is, as it's sinking down, those two ends are just kind of fluttering away, mm-hmm. and that thing's watching it sink, and it's think, and they sink slow. Mm-hmm. They sink slow. So when you throw Thank it you. out there, don't touch it. Let it just fall. And here's the thing. Just sit. Yes. Be patient. Throw it out there. Let it fall. Throw it up into some really clear, like, three-foot water first and watch how slow it falls because then you'll know. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know. Um, And when you throw the wacky rig, you throw it out there. You let it fall. Okay. We'll say it's on the bottom. I didn't get bit. Reel it up. Don't jerk it back. None of that stuff. Right. Nine times out of ten on this setup, they're hitting it on the fall. On the fall. That's yes. 100%. Yeah. You know, and, and some people might take that and out that's of why I use that braided line, that white braid, yep. to see if that line's moving in any sort of direction. Because right. it just keeps falling and sinking and sinking and sinking. All right, whatever, no fish. Reel wow. up, throw it again. Right. Now, if you're fishing smallmouth, however, you want to reel on in on that drop. If you're mm-hmm. not getting any bites, it's all right. Jig that. Keep coming. Keep, keep jigging it. Let it fall again. You're going to get chasers. You get a hit, doesn't take it, keep jigging it. No. Keep jigging it. Large mouth, typically, yeah. as soon as they hit it, it's done. Right. You're going to have to reel on up, either switch baits or get it right back in front of its face again. So. Yeah, smallmouth is a whole other beast, and I, I, wanna, <sighs> I really want to learn smallmouth this year. Really get some confidence. I've caught them mm-hmm. on purpose. Oh, yeah. But... I don't know enough to go, hey, I'm a smallie fisherman. <laughs> you know, me me I'll go, either. You know, it's just there's something. They're a different breed. They're not like bat, like largemouth. I, I had a... I almost said they're not like bass. Right. Right. Well, they are getting <laughs> yeah, bass. Yeah, you know. Um, they're I, not like largemouth. They're not as dumb. No. No. No, and they're, they're incredibly f- smart, except for when they're spawning. Ridiculously finicky. Well, well, when they're spawning, they are the dumbest thing alive, I think. Well, it's all fish when they're spawning. <laughs> seems to be. These ones are pretty stupid. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I had a very unique experience last year, smallmouth fishing on Mille Lacs. Um, I got there really early, took four days off of work, went up to the cabin. Wednesday, super early, get to the boat ramp, 5 o'clock. And I'll remind you, people, I no time did he ever say that he called me and asked me if I wanted to go. But continue. Just continue. Don't Guilty. Even have to, don't even have to. And know. we had, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so I get there super early, 5 o'clock, from the cabin, which was 12 miles down the road. Um, and I saw a trailer there, Nitro, you know, with a, with a Tahoe sitting there pulling it. I was like, oh, cool. There's another bass guy out here. Sweet. And I get out there, and I can see the tail end of his boat taking off. He's got his stop sticks up and everything. And I'm going, man, if he's out here and it's just me, this is going to be a fun little time. You know, so he tails up, and he hightails it, and he goes south. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, he's going south. I look north. And mind you, Malax is a complete mirror. And this is the weekend building up to, what is it, Memorial or Labor Day? Which one's in... June. Which Memorial. Memorial. Yeah. Memorial, yeah. So Memorial Day. It's it's the week leading up to Memorial Day. Yeah. So it's Wednesday. It's just me and him at this boat ramp. This guy launches off, and I immediately set off straight. I go maybe 300 yards, pull up, dro- drop down the trolling motor, 
grab a jig. Zing! As soon as I just threw it on, I just started reeling. Nothing. Threw out another one. Just let it clank. And I'm just trying to read the bottom. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who know me, I don't fish with electronics right now. Um, I understand that's probably one of the name of the games, but I fish with with me and, and everything that I've learned and reading the lake and looking at maps, which is key mm-hmm. to know before you go fishing. And reading that map and having my Navionics out at all times um, was huge for that because I was able to find what I was seeing, reading, mapping it on out. Five minutes goes in, five and a half pounder. It's great, got it on video. Um, that's on my Facebook, that was, that was pretty sweet. I thought, all right, this is a great sign. Started casting some more, started catching more fish. I motor up and I go out and around this point and I see a wrapped Nitro Z21. And I'm looking, I'm just like, there's a few people out there that I know that have a wrapped Nitro that are on TV quite often. I wonder who this guy is. Turns out it wasn't anything huge. Jeremiah, don't take this the wrong way. Oh, but yeah. Jeremiah Johnson? Yeah, it was Jeremiah Johnson yeah. out there. And I had a really unique experience for about the next three and a half, four hours. It was me and him about 200 yards away, just sitting there, giggling catching fish complimenting each other on and and i'm you know my boat the little itty bitty guy oh, yeah. i'm just oh, yeah. i'm just sitting here i'm just like god man oh, yeah. he's got such a nice rig and i'm over here in my little 10 boat you know whatever and little eight horsepower motor that i got yeah. on this thing with no electronics with no electronics just a cell phone with a just with a, a map. cell phone with a map <laughs> and i'm giggling ripping yeah. you know catching fish and he was like hey man come on over here real quick you know you gotta check out this fish i got and he pulled out a six four you know yeah. and then he pulled out a six eight and was just showing him but having that experience, yeah. that that on on lake experience, watching what he was doing, I think I learned more in that time frame from him than I did from being somebody's marshal. Yeah, you know. Which but you was learned, a very you, you learned both both times, and that's right. the thing. And it's different people. Yeah, and well, that's and that's the thing too is that different people do it different ways. And learning your yes. setups, people will teach yes. you, show you what to use, yes. tell you what you should be using. Yeah. That type of stuff is all personal preference. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, oh, you're not using good enough equipment. You know, you need to upgrade equipment. You oh, need this yeah. $300 rod paired up with this $400 pole, you know. Sorry, it's not my market. You know, right. it's not my price range at this <laughs> right, point right, in time. Right, right, but at the same time, I will utilize all equipment. So for the affordable fishermen, stick with what's in your budget. Right. It's like if you play a sport, you don't put on any random baseball glove, you know, and just say, oh, that's going to do. You don't put on any pair of hockey skates and say, oh, these are it, you know, these will work. You just don't do that. You, same thing with your equipment, you know, and learning that type of stuff and knowing what he told me when it came down to you. He taught me something simple when it was just, you know, utilizing um, your drop shot. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm stubborn. I like to think that, you know, fish water columns and everything like that. If you have four feet of weeds and you're drop shotting, I don't want to put, you know, a foot down from your drop shot. I wanted it, you know, three, three and a half feet up so it's at least up, and then I can drop it into that bait column or into that, that biting column, that feeding column. But when that fish hits on that, a lot of that time with your slack line that you have, you've created more slack line than what you really wanted. That line that you have tightened to that, the closer that that hook is to that weight, within guidelines, that 8 to 12 inches, 8 to 14 inches, no more than that. I learned that from him. Immediately, immediately from that, I had hookup ratio, which was, hmm. it was so much higher on that, just from the drop shot. So you got to learn. Watch the people around you. Well, yeah, and, and it's, it's a lot of times people will 
hear something somebody says, mm-hmm. and they're like, ah, no, that's BS. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't matter. If somebody says something, no matter how weird you think it is, no matter how dumb you think it is, pay attention because right. it might work. Right. If they're telling you they catch fish using that, forgive me, I'm gonna take my sweatshirt it. off. I'm getting warm. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll I'll just move on to my next uh, thing here. Uh, let's see. So we've covered the jig a little bit. We've covered the wacky rig. And let's go. My my third thing, and I just just started getting into this last year. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. Top water. <laughs> I've never caught a fish out this I've before. I've never caught a fish <laughs> using a frog mm-hmm. until last year. We um, had some fun with that, didn't yeah. we? Get that closer to you. Um, just a little bit. Um, frog. frog. After actually going out last year mm-hmm. with you, yep. I didn't catch a fish, but I had a bunch of blow-ups. You sure did. I hooked into one fish. I just mm-hmm. didn't get in the boat. But then I went back out uh, a few weeks later with my buddy JP, and we went to Clearwater. Yep. And we hammered the fish on top water. Mm-hmm. I was using a frog. He was using a whopper plopper. Yep. <laughs> The most ridiculous bait ever, but it works. Yep. And every pro, every pro has one tied on at some point in their boat. All the time. Yes. All the time. So that's something I got to get this year is a couple of those. Mm-hmm. But so top water, start out with a frog. There's cigar baits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bagley uh, has got their knocker B, which yep. is a pretty good one. Yep. Everybody makes one. Um, there's your whopper ploppers. Anything that makes a lot of commotion on top. And here's the thing. When it comes to the colors of these things, dumb it down even more. Right. Just buy one. Buy a black one. Yep. Don't care about the paint job on top. No, there's not a fish in the world that can see the top of that frog. If you think it has good eyes, (laughs) it's batting its eyes at you. That's why. (laughs) If if that fish can see the top of that lure, Mm -hmm. that's because that fish is being brought up by your hand after you caught that. Right. Just buy a black one, maybe a white one. That's one of my favorites. You know, just a well, black. I think I was using the white last year. Mm-hmm. You know, just a dark one, even if it's just a frog color. Yep. Because all you're doing is going against the contrast in the sky. And that's what they're looking at. It's yep. just the outline shade. Yep. That's it. And when we were like, the, the I think that here's the reason why we weren't hooking up. Or I wasn't hooking up. I don't know. Did you? Were you I did you catch? Them? I, I can't catch remember. fish when I throw a frog. So no, the day we went out, I can't oh. remember if you. Um, I can't you know, remember. I'm not a hundred percent on that one. I can't remember. But you want to, here's my, my theory on that, because we were fishing a lot of that duckweed. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. It was fun. And had a lot of blowups, mm-hmm. but no hook, well, one hookup. I go to Clearwater. I don't think I had a single blowup without hooking up. It's hunger. Maybe one. No. I, was, there, I wasn't fishing duckweed. Oh, they yeah. could literally see the bait. So through that duckweed, they're just guessing to where it is or where it's going to be. Right. Where when I was fishing in Clearwater, there I wasn't. I was fishing the weeds, but they weren't on top of the water. So I was fishing literally just above the weeds, so mm-hmm. they could see it. They could target it. Right. Yeah. Now, so cause I was like, I'm not missing any of these fish. The one I missed for sure, it actually bit the lure. Right. I set the hook and continued to break it off because I didn't retie at some point. Mm-hmm. That is key. And that I lost a nice, like, what, I don't know, $9 frog. Hmm. And it was a big fish. 
Like mm. I set the hook, and she and wasn't it didn't really move. move. It didn't move. That's a big one. And then it continued to flop around. Like I felt bad. I'm like, oh, I really want to go like see if I can find that fish <laughs> to get it out of its mouth because right. it's flopping around, jumping out, trying to get that bait out of its mouth. Yeah, it got it out eventually. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so top water baits, frog, and and there's a million different ways to bring a frog in. To reel it in yep me i just do like half cranks i hold my rod straight i just do half cranks of the reel and you stop it so it's just continuously just swimming straight back to the boat a lot of people do the side to side mm-hmm. and they do this and they do that but how i was doing it was just half reel half reel half reel half reel so it have you ever seen a frog swim like side, no wayside? no you don't they're always swimming forward yep. it's you know they kick in their legs or so and that's what i was imitating and it worked when i was fishing with you it worked when I was fishing with JP. Right. And that's how I bring it. You can, of course, every lake's different. All the fish are different. Right. But, you know, for me, keep it simple. Just give it a little, you know, just a reel, yep. reel, reel, just a half a crank. Just keep those feet kind of moving, moving, moving. Right. And, uh, yeah, and find the open pockets. Open pockets are nice. You know, open I mean, pockets in the weeds underneath the water. Right. So if you can see... You know, up top, if you're obviously fishing where the weeds are covering, there is a time and place for this. You can fish it. You might catch some fish. But if you're sitting there and you're going along in that three, four foot or whatever it is, and you're, you can see those pockets in the milfo in the cabbage. Throw it past. Right. Bring it right over the top. Yep. And that's what happened in Clearwater. Yep. I agree with that. Now that duckweed though, the frogs, mm-hmm. it kills it. Key thing, heavy frog. There's some that have those weights on them. Mm-hmm. You can even if you're really adamant about that's where the fish are and you need to get in there and punching it's not doing it you know flipping whatever you got going in there is not doing it and they're just going strictly for that top water kind of like what they were doing you know messing with last year down at the st croix for the bass tournament uh everything was caught off of a frog flipping you know the uh the duckweed and oh really uh, yeah like majority of the big fish that were caught in that tournament were caught from frogging Hmm. That's everybody moved right up the leaderboard as soon as they picked up on that. All that flooded water brought in. Um, all the the duckweed ended up pulling up in some spots and like Prosnick, I was, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but he just grabbed frog and he just started killing it that weekend in that duckweed, and he was just using a really small profile bait frog, so his hookup ratios would get higher, but it was weighted. And I think that was the key is so when it splashes in each movement you make, you're V-plowing that duckweed out of the way and you're leaving that bottom back end exposed. So they can see it better. Oops. With those hooks that come on up. So, and I think that was one of the big keys. So, yeah. And just so you know, yes, on a frog, you'll have to squeeze the water out of it about every two casts. Yes, you will. And you will have to clean off the front end of it right up by its nose. Right. Quite often if you're throwing it in some messy areas. Yep. So... Be prepared for that. Don't think that that's just, you know, oh, why am I doing this? It, I never see the pros reel up and they're full of, <laughs> no, everybody gets full of weeds. Like oh, every yeah. cast, oh, even yeah. when they're real, it's just part of the game. You yep, know, it's it just is. what it is. Yeah, I'm, hold on a second. I'm going to, well, why don't you, uh, well, hold on. I got to grab something here. Okay. This is funny. It's hilarious. Well, it's not super funny. Did I lose a camera over here? I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I like that camera, by the way. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, so I got bored one day. Oh. And I went on Wish. <laughs> you, you've done that too, huh? Oh, yeah. Here. 
There's a whopper plopper. Oh, look at that bad boy. Oh, God, yeah. Does that spin now? I, I like the I eyes know, on that. I don't though. know. I haven't taken it out of the package hey, to see hey, if it's been. Did you hear me? No. Look at the eyes on that top water. Oh, bro, that paint job is sick on top. It is. Um, so where green. Is it? Oh, here. So <laughs> I order this thing and I'm like, oh, cool, you know? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, what size? All right, that looks like the biggest size. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna let you know this right now. This is extremely funny to me. So Doug, that is ironically, has done the exact same thing that I have done. Yep. And purchased these little guys. Oh yeah. These are so cute. It might work though. I'm gonna be honest with you. For everybody listening, it's a frog, and it's like an inch and a half long. And she's a tiny. The skirt, the legs are way longer than the whole body. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think that they were this small. I think the oh. ones that I got were slightly bigger than this. I don't know. I got a five-pack for a dollar. Hey, I'm a, Oh, really? A five-pack for a dollar, mm. and then I paid $3 for shipping. That cost me five bucks. It was free, but I had to pay shipping. Oh. That thing is such a scam. Like, Man. I didn't know that. I thought it, they'd, like, put everything into one deal. No, I got a bunch of the free stuff, and it was all cost me five bucks a crack. I don't understand that. They got that joint that's in there about a... About a half quarter inch know. right on in here, and it's just I don't. It's wish, dude. I know. I just don't understand that. As it's soon as wish. I got it, I go, "Wow, this is cool." You know, I'm gonna color the bottom. I'll make it nice and black so the fish will care about it. Oh yeah. You know, and then uh, unfortunately, I went to go throw it, and don't tell Doug. Huh? Oh, did you break? You breaking my wish? I, lure? No, not oh, at okay. all. Um, so we got the fake, uh, <laughs> fake uh, 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 oh. rapala. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's you know, product of, review off of Wish. It's all sorts of crap. You can find that's some what stuff. I did. That's, that's what I did. I'm actually, like, I'm actually, like, going to try them out and see if I catch anything. That's kind of cool. And then we got the the, the fake pike, like, the jointed. regular jointed thing. Yeah. Now, have you... All have, sorts of crankbaits and you guys, random um, stuff. Well, I almost called you guys walleye guys. Fish scaler? Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't have any need for that. And then, that's oh, awesome. that's right. That's right. I got a... I don't even know why I got this. What is that? <laughs> it. What, the hell? <laughs> what this is, is that not, thing? This is not what it looked like oh, on the picture. Okay. It's like a finger I glove see. thing. <laughs> I don't know. That is not what it looked like on the picture. Wow. It was supposed um, to be like. I don't even know. You guys can leave your comments below yeah. um, as to what you think that is for. I don't know. I don't think I want to keep know. it. Keep it PG thirteen. No, just let her. It's Facebook. Hammer down. Oh, doesn't matter. All right. Well, where's my phone? Um, what else start. did we get cool here? I got some leaders, some wire leaders. I wonder yeah. how how well those will work. Wow, those are a pretty green. Yep. Look at those. Oh yeah, they're sick. Yeah. So yeah. So here's my little tiny. Not bad. I like those leaders. Frog. Actually, that bad. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't if even I ever know get I, bored. I don't even know why I got them. I think I just got them because it was like, because uh, they were free. And I'm like, I guess I could use them for pike, or tip ups or something. Throw a jig on them and and go bass fishing on Tonka, and you'll hook up ratio on your muskies will be pretty high. I think. Oh, probably. Yeah. I'll stop losing jigs, fishing Tonka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you ever use the leader? Yep. All right, so let's go get back to what I was talking about a little yep. bit here. So jig, wacky rig. Top water. Top water. Yep. Keep yep. it simple. Keep it simple. Yep. That's one of the best things you can do is keep it simple. As long as you're having fun doing it, I think that's the name of the game. Right. 
So, so what we're going to do is we're going to have you Mm -hmm. talk about your three go-tos for beginners. Wow. Three go-tos for beginners. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put a new battery in that camera. Go right on ahead. Um, My three go-tos that I have, I would have to say, are a jig, skirted jig, quarter ounce, or five ace. Really doesn't. I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it really does. Weight does have a lot to do with it, but you'll learn that as you go on with fishing, um, with bass fishing and stuff. Um, quarter ounce, just to keep it simple. Um, like Doug said, make sure she has a little skirt on there or not. Put a creature bait on there as your trailer. Um, I use a craw, a chigger craw. Um, however, there is a company out there that I did just discover for crawfish for trailers, in case you guys are listening. It's called Draper Plastics. I am a gigantic fan of what they have rocking and his designs and customizations he has with his craws. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the second application that I like is a uh, size 3 um, Gamagatsu uh, wide gap hook just with a creature bait on it. Plain and simple. Um, I will tend to put a 16th ounce bullet weight on that, um, but just to keep that simple, I don't put any weight on there just for um, purposes of trying to find you know fish and where they're biting at in the column so if i'm using that application typically it's going to be shallower water um my third is i think doug's kind of nemesis and you know i'm kind of hoping that he's going to get back into it you know like he was talking about last year is the frog the top water oh yeah you can never ever go wrong with that frog you can never go wrong with throwing something like that that's a great in my opinion Early season, late in season. It is one of the best search baits. If your bite has slowed down at all, throw a frog up shallow, see if there's anything blowing up. You can spend 10 minutes in one spot, five minutes in one spot, fan cast 20, 30, 40 times, and not get a single blow up. Hey, that's time to move on. Yeah, the problem is that I don't have much for frogs. I have two left. I have the one uh, green one. Wish has plenty, apparently. And then I've got (laughs) this one. I wonder if this will work on crappies. I think crappies will hit that tap water. Well, crappy, my uncle caught then probably. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, the uh, um, the top water, the the jig, and just the plain creature are probably my three go-to that you will always see tied up sitting on my deck. Um, that that way, I figure I'm covering all columns of the water. I'm covering top. I'm covering a slow fall, and I'm covering deep. I'm able to fish weedless i'm able to fish in open water i'm all three of those applications allow you to basically fish where you want to fish where you think fish are going to be mm-hmm. um i'm going to kind of throw a fourth one in there if you don't mind it's, uh, it's a crankbait it's your li- well it's, yeah it's gonna but it's it's i'm not gonna no offense to bagley here i love bagley oh um i own plenty of bagley's um my my go-to is just gonna be your simple you know three foot three to five foot diver you're kevin van dam you know that's that you can never ever ever go wrong with that that's also another great search bait um if you know that you're not necessarily near the weeds or you know right over the weeds you're near them you have a change in depth nearby you have a change from weeds to sand um i think that is a great bait to try to get something you know 
Oh yeah, if you're if you've got a, a you know a relatively straight weed weed edge, mm-hmm. yep. throw it down that weed edge just outside the weeds, three four feet. Yep, bring it back. You know, throw it as far as you can, cover as much of that weed line, and it yep. can be absolutely lights out. It can be, and yep. and and even there's a little trick that I crankbaits are just a li- if you're just getting into it. Yep, they're a little difficult. They are because a little you have, difficult. You got to make sure you really got the right rod and real setup. True. Other than that. When it comes to bass fishing, don't get too complicated with the rods and reels, except for crankbaits. Make sure you got a good crankbait rod and reel. Correct. Um, you and and that's once you get into knowing on how a bait caster typically works. Yeah. And a lot of people they're like a bait caster. I really don't know what that is. Well, that's different from your average oh, open yeah. face spinning, spinning reel. reel. Well, and, so. and, and wacky rigging is the only one that I said that you use a spinning reel for. True. You can well, you can wacky rig with with a bait caster, yes. but. Me. Yes. Yes, Me. you can. It's. I think that also. Once again, once you get into knowing your your equipment and stuff, yeah. utilizing it and when to use it. So, um, yeah. Uh, the using a crankbait. If you go long, you know, you go long with the weed line and you're casting long and you're swimming it at that consistent depth all the way through. Nothing's happening. If you back out a little bit and you have another crankbait on and that dives three, maybe five feet deeper than to the one you just had tied on cast right up in right on top of those weeds crank that in and get it to come down the facing Mm -hmm. of the weeds at least get a few casts out of that before you leave that spot that's you know just just rule of thumb that's what i do if i'm casting this way nothing's going i'm going to go cross section on that and see what we can come up with hopefully something would work that's a that's a very good tip and the reason people go well i I can't throw a crankbait at those weeds well it takes a while for a crankbait to get down so you can throw it on top it'll come over the edge correct correct now we found that out on uh calhoun bidet mccaska now um fishing in the bidet mccaska i thought it was Bidet Makaska. Is that how it is? Yeah. It's, if, if you try to say it any Bidet other Makaska. way. Bidet Makaska. Bidet If you try to say it any yeah. other way, it's, it's just going to sound confusing. Yeah. Your beard's going to get in the way. Something it's happens. Lake Calhoun. And it always will be. Bidet Makaska. Anyways, not, nonetheless. In between there <laughs> and, and Lake of the Isles. Um, and, that, and that little holding area, there is so much structure and... And and ten speed bikes and refrigerators and dishwashers down on the bottom of there, it's about fifteen feet deep. Wait, and it gets deep quick, in between oh, Bidet Macasca and Lake Lee. Oh, in between. Okay, gotcha, right in gotcha, between yeah. those two, everybody can fish here. You can go shore fishing there. It's yep. a great spot, especially early in the year. It's awesome. Um, going in through there, flipping the crankbait up to those weeds. And first cast coming down, and that was just to get a little rat's nest out of my out of my bait caster. Mm-hmm. Flipped it on up, pulled it on out, reeling on up. As soon as she starts down, <clears throat> three pounder. My buddy goes, looks over at me, and he goes, "What was that?" And I was like, "It's just a crankbait." Mm-hmm. He's like, "What'd you do?" Flipped it right on in there, and there he goes, and he just starts hammering them nonstop. And I'm like, "You know, I accidentally caught that one doing that. I just had a rat's nest here. You are doing it on purpose." Right. And then I started doing it, and here we are in one spot giggling fish after fish after fish after fish 10 minutes goes by we have 10 fish in the boat not i mean it was we had so much fun doing that it was it was a blast but learning that learning that technique and learning that way i think kind of saved our afternoon hey every once in a while you run into something that works Mm -hmm. last weekend i was fishing dead sticking yeah plastics plastic jigs how did i figure that out nothing was happening i wasn't catching anything set my rod down because i was going to grab another colored 
a different colored plastic. Right. I set it down. All of a sudden, I look over and I see a fish coming up on the finder, and the rod tip starts bending. I pull it up a fish, and I go, "Wait a minute, dead sticking plastics? That's that, not that, fish. That's not a thing. <laughs> like that, that's no, that's not a thing. You don't dead stick a, th- a three millimeter tungsten jig and a little plastic. You don't dead stick those." I've never. I mean, I'll I'll hold them where I'm not like jigging, but I'll you know slightly move them, give you know, up and down a little, whatever. Um, so I tried it again. Just set it down again. Another fish, and I'm like, all right, found it. There it is. Found it. There it Done. is. So yeah, you just throw it up there, get a bird's nest out. Mm-hmm. You find it. You never know what is gonna happen. Yep. You know where you're gonna find that pattern. How you're gonna find it. You never know. And I'm sure just I'm sure accidents. I'm sure everybody accidentally catches their fish just do doing exactly what I did. You know, you have a nest and you're in cast and shallow. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, screw this! Yeah. I'm gonna go out and just let her ride and pull this on out. And you're really and you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on out here? And why did I catch that fish? And you, you were fishing this whole time over here and yep. didn't once cast off that side of the boat. And mm-hmm. that's once again knowing what your equipment is, knowing where you're fishing, and knowing what you're fishing. Being knowledgeable, you yeah. know. Just sometimes just getting lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could, get, could get lucky. A oh, lot yeah. of people call me lucky. Oh, yeah. A lot of people call me lucky. And, you know, that's the thing That's the thing about fishing is that you never know what's really going to work, right. what the pattern is going to be, and that's right. why we keep going back. And that's why, you know, fishing and hunting are is something that everybody should do. Correct. It was something we were all it's, did it's, back in the day. Right. Our ancestors. Yeah. That's how we survived. That's why we're still here. We could get into that easily. Mm-hmm. But it it's it's one of those things where it teaches you um it teaches you life lessons. Mm-hmm. Cause you never know what's gonna happen. You never know, you know, how you're gonna do something, how you're gonna accomplish that goal. You never know, you know, where the next you know, fall is going to be right. where the next mountain's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when the next good time's going to be, bad time, you never know. Fishing is a lot of that. You don't know if you're going to have a good day or a bad day till you get out there. Right. You have to figure out a lot of things on the fly. Yep. And, you know, I think if more people fished, they'd be a lot calmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have to agree. And with that. Uh, we wouldn't have as many problems as we did. Now, everybody um, go fishing. Doug, you may not know if this. If everybody took a three day weekend, everybody in the world, everybody, uh-huh. like everything shuts down, everybody, all 28 billion of us, or however many jackasses there are mm-hmm. on this planet. If we all took a three day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we all went fishing, every single one of us, I bet you for at least the next week, nobody would bitch about anything. I'd have to, uh, I'd have to agree with you on you. that. Everybody, go I would it. definitely have to agree with you on that. No, we'll just practice catch and release because we don't need seven billion people out there catching all. We fish we need, <laughs> you know. As soon as you were saying that, I was thinking the same thing. I'm going, um, <laughs> catch full just, release this weekend only. There, there has to be yeah. a CNR rule, yeah, oh, in yeah. place. Oh yeah, lift something like that would yeah. happen. But yes, no, it's it's humbling. I mean, fishing it is, is humbling. You know, a lot of people these days they are so stuck on themselves. Yep. Yep. And there's nothing that actually kicks them down. Go fishing. Go fish. Go walleye fishing on a non-windy blue sky day. Oh, best <laughs> walleye day ever. 
like 11 of us on Mille Lacs in a pontoon, really? 95 degrees, bobber music fishing? blaring, bobber fishing. Oh, we can't pick our beers up fast enough and put them back down before our rods are bent over. Okay. That was a heck of a time up in my All place, right, Kevin. so we'll say go musky fishing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, go musky fishing. Um, 10,000 yeah, gas. Yeah, no, it, it it humbles you quick. Mm-hmm. That sure does. Especially when you're a tournament guy. Yeah. Now, you say keep calm and fish. Yeah. Right? Now, I coach hockey. Um, a lot of people who know me, my kids, you know, I'm a family. They know I'm, I have a strong voice. I'm really loud. And you don't see that. You don't hear that. You don't get a single whim of any of that when I'm fishing, when I spend time out on that water. You're quiet. There is a different zen when I'm out there. Now you you're, get me in a hockey quiet. rank and you get a referee who doesn't put his arm up when it should go up or, you know, something like that. You're going to see a completely different side of me that comes on out. You'll hear it first. Well, it was funny cause we're fishing and I'm like, he's quiet. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is that I'm really quiet too. When I'm, when I'm fishing, I forgot he was on the boat yeah, for a while. Like, it was like, scary. Like, I'm just like, I'm just fishing. I'm fishing. Yep. Like I'm fishing. Like I would say something just to like break the silence. Yep. Because I'm like, well, I haven't said anything in a while. Yep. Yep. No, <laughs> it's. Are yeah. oh, is he still up there? Yeah, he's still up there. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. I mean, it was a quiet boat unless we caught a fish. And then it was. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. What'd you do to catch fish? Yep. Yep. You're We're trying to read and react to that. Or, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's. Uh, I think that's one of the, the the key things in in fishing is is uh the people you fish with. You know, it, it got quiet on the boat. Um. There was that point in time where I turned around, and I saw the bearded guy standing. I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, I almost jumped yeah. in the water. I got scared real quick. But well, that happens. Yeah. Um, people cross the street when I come. You know, walk, walking down the sidewalk. Right. Right. Um, people. But it wasn't you, awkward. I mean, it wasn't awkward when we were on the boat, though. I mean, like, no, seriously, talking. Absolutely, like, not. we were just quiet because we were so like in tune, fishing, to figure like, it we're out. fishing, like we're trying to fish, yep. we're trying to catch fish. Yep. When we started catching fish. On the second lake we went to, yep. Because the first lake was, it was, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Then it got a little more loud, and we're talking and this and that, and I started right. throwing that frog, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yep. Man, we got fish everywhere. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny because I've been in other boats where the guy won't shut the hell up. Yep. And it's like, dude, I'm trying to fish here. Oh, that's I'm out here having fun. Why am I so serious? Right. <laughs> but it's just the that zen that I fall into is just. I'm fishing. I'm trying to hit that spot right there. Right. I'm trying to hit that spot right there. I'm scanning the the shoreline, looking for my next cast. Yep. Um, but that's yeah, that funny. zen you're talking about. Yeah. You know, you and you need to get out there. You need to get out on the water. You need to go have some fun. Go throw a line in there. It is one of the most calming sports out there. Oh. Frustrating, mind-boggling. People don't know how the heck you can do it. Go yep. and touch what you have to touch, and you're hot, and you're cold, and you're getting wet, and you're not even getting paid for it. You're just out there having fun, you know? And it's just like, exactly. Fishing, the most miserable way to catch free food. Oh, my gosh. Miserable way to catch free food. It can be sometimes. It can be. It can be. Wow, especially during the wintertime. And I think oh, that's yeah. one of the main motivations that I had behind quitting next to just wanting to concentrate a little bit more on bass and, and family. And, and, you know, kids being, he's 16 and my daughter's 13 and, you know, that, that time away from home is, is big. Oh, yeah. And I spend a lot of time out on my boat, you know, so I try to utilize that in the wintertime. And that's another thing that people don't appreciate fishing for is sometimes they blame that for ripping up families. Um, I don't see that really right. and, and how that can happen, but I have seen that on how people who fish too much 
spend too much time away from their family. Fishing is a community. It is a family thing. It is, it, it is something you can do as a family. It is something you can do right. with your friends. You can do it, you know, it's, it's, it's relaxing. It's fun. It brings people together, you know, and I think that it just needs to be, needs to be out there a little bit more. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, you know, my wife, she's not, you know, a huge fisherman. Mm -hmm. Like she, she likes sitting in the boat and reading a book more than she does fishing. She's like, she's like, I'll catch a fish. Sure. And then of course, what does she do? She catches bigger fish than I do. (laughs) All right. You're cut off. No more fishing. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's happened like every time I take her. Oh, look at me and my 22 inch walleye. Oh, thanks. I got a 17. Right. But you know, people on your boat, you you. want them catching bigger fish. Yeah. I don't bring people out fishing. You want them catching. Oh yeah. Well, I took her and her parents out fishing on their lake, you know. We were in a pontoon, mm-hmm. no electron. Well, there was technically electronics, but I just knew where I was going. Oh no, I had the helix hooked up because they had oh, a, they had right. a little hummingbird. Right. I don't even know what it was. Little my first hummingbird, basically. <laughs> but my helix did hook up to it, so I yep. used that uh, just to find the spot. Found it. It was just a big rock pile. Right. And uh, I we were dragging slow death, which is a walleye. I don't know if you realize it. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. You yeah, had me there. This is for walleye. It's, gotcha. It's kind of like drop shotting, but for men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm a bass guy. Yeah, I, yeah right? <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, we were literally just just drifting mm-hmm. with the with the wind over the by this rocks, around the rocks, you know, this, that, and the other. And we were catching smallies galore on right. this, uh, rock bass, sunfish. Uh, nobody got a walleye on that one. But uh, the hardest part was what I was actually able to do is basically it was just a big rock circle, big flat on top thing. Mm-hmm. What I was able to do is we drifted along the side of it, and I was able to actually figure out where I needed to go on the top end again to have the wind push. Gotcha. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like, and I got down to like, okay, I want to hit this spot again. And I was actually able to go there, hit that, and drift that. I was like, man, I'm getting good at this. <laughs> you know, this whole drifting thing. But we hammered them. And yeah, I mean, I love, I love bringing people out. Yep. You know, and, you know, we've covered this on the podcast before. Not enough people are taking people out. You know, you want to talk about, you know, oh, you fish too much. And that's what, did, you know, broke up the family. Oh, did you ever ask? or just take them fishing mm-hmm. involve them mm-hmm. you know i mean i've actually kind of this this winter has really it's changed my attitude for ice fishing like not that i don't like it i i, I love ice fishing oh, i love it too don't get me wrong because i quit but here's the problem this <laughs> i finally realized that i need to kind of take a step back and not take ice fishing as serious as i i I was trying to just because I'm not set up for like right now. I'm not set up to go out ice fishing. We got two two feet of snow. I'm not set up. I don't have a wheeler. I don't have a snowmobile. Nope. You know, so it's like if I go anywhere, it's like all right. Well, I got to rely on somebody else with a snowmobile and this and that and the other. Um, so not saying I'm not going to ice fish, but I just need to kind of dial down my expectations for it and go have fun. Mm-hmm. There's you know, that I was trying again. to take it so serious and mm-hmm. trying to go out and, you know, I got to find the biggest this and got to find the biggest that, you know, I mean, this last weekend was a, was an example of just hanging out with a buddy. We were at a, uh, this, uh, a vets event, mm-hmm. um, and we just kind of stumbled into the spot. We were, we had our buddy out there fishing the NASC and he goes, you know, go right over there, which was only like 
10 yards away. <laughs> he goes, this is why you want to go over there. So we did, and we hammered the fish. And it's like, huh, yeah. You know, meanwhile, I was, like, getting frustrated because there's fish everywhere, but couldn't find them or couldn't catch them, you know. Right. But once we found out, you know, he told us to go over there a little bit, we went over there, yeah, there's fish there, we figured out how to catch them, and it was just fun, you know, we took some pictures. But, yeah, I, I just need to dial back my expectations for ice fishing because it is so brutal sometimes that mm-hmm. unless you've got all the gear sometimes it's just not it's not going to happen right and with the cold that we had this year that probably ruined two weekends because i'm not going out in 35 below uh, and no and blizzards no and blizzards, absolutely not you know blizzards and then the, the weekend at eel pout we couldn't even go anywhere that, I mean, that was, was, that was a joke. wasn't that slush or what, what, well, what was, was up there? Horrible. Well, what it was is that there was like two feet of snow up there, so and then the bottom all six the slush, inches is all yeah, bottom you know. six inches to a foot. And they're the only real roads out there was I think out of Trapper's Landing or whatever because mm-hmm. you couldn't drive out through through the eel pout thing. So we went right. to Trapper's and there's you don't even want to get out of the truck because it's like two feet of snow. Well, the banks that you're driving by that's like three feet for like 20 yards and then you get to the two feet of snow and then you get this slush. um but yeah it's just you know it's been i think i've only been out seven times this year which is that's that's three that's weekends for you oh it's horrible those those it's numbers horrible. are low it's horrible yeah, yeah. i mean, i really went into this year going oh, it's gonna be a great year i'm gonna get tons of footage i'm gonna get tons of pictures all this stuff yep. and eight I times got, here we go i got some good pictures last weekend and mm-hmm about it that's about it about it yeah yeah and i'm like okay yeah what do you do last year wasn't even that good either i had a couple good days yeah so i don't know i mean here's what's gonna happen like november 1st next year i'm gonna be like bring on ice fishing yeah (laughs) here we go again it's probably gonna be when it's it's super hot in august (laughs) i'm just so depressed because i haven't been out nearly as much right as i should have you know i fished this this winter i just didn't ice fish yeah it was just horrible yeah I got out twice. Ice fishing? fishing. No. Oh, no where'd you go? Fishing. I went up I went up the river and uh grabbed the long poles and I went smallmouth fishing. Oh yes. Yeah, so Monty? Yep, I went up to Monty. Hmm. Um I wonder if threw on the old waders and and I had you, a blast. Do you have to go through a very dead area to get to that spot? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> No. No? Oh, okay. All right. No. Actually, in, in all honesty, Doug, there's... There's like half a dozen spots over there. I'm a, I, I'm probably as green as you get with going up to Monty. Oh, uh, really? This was the first year that I actually put my legs in, in winter water up there, if you would, yeah. when it's when it's snowy out. Um, definitely will not be my last at all. That's going to be a it's, regular thing. It's and fun. This weekend would be... I think amazing. E- even even yeah. with that snow coming on in, you know, if if Where? I can get on up there, if it would have been open, if it wouldn't have been shut down, you know, if we were able to, to extend that, you yeah. know, a couple of weeks, this weekend would have been a great last weekend to go on up there and try to rip some lips. Yeah, it's fun over there. Yep. Now, it's see, fun. I don't it's, do it's the easy. live bait deal, though. Do you just throw crankbaits? Uh-uh. What do you, throw, do you just throw? Just throw a four-inch, three-inch fluke. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. just throw a fluke. It Cause doesn't... Because there's, there's guys that use the suckers or whatever. This, then they kill it. I, I grab uh, clack and wraps. Okay. Yep. You know, yep. Um, the loudest crankbait on the face of the planet. It's it's annoying. Or, yeah. Uh, clack and wrap uh, or the clack and minnow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just super loud. Yep. Um, yeah, throwing the waders, walk up to my chest, so my arms are above my head almost. 
cast out there. And oh yeah, no, catch that's... the fish, and it's fun. And and you want to talk about peaceful? Mm. You want some? The last time I was there was uh, I think it was two sorry, years that was ago. Loud. Two, that's all right. I breathed. It was like two years ago, and I'm sitting there, and it was foggy, mm-hmm. and it was just cold enough where everything was covered with with ice or whatever. You get that fog, you know. That's the coolest. Covers thing. everything. It was during duck hunting season, and I had guys about. Four hundred yards to my right, on the other side of the the river, they were duck hunting. Mm. So there's ducks and there's geese flying all over the place. I'm fishing. At one point, I literally just sat down and just took it in. Yeah, I wasn't even fishing. No, like I just sat there on the bank and was just taking in the river, the, the birds, migrating birds, that's... just everything, and it was just peaceful. Right. And I felt so almost rejuvenated after that. And I was like, yeah, all right. This is what, yeah, this is why we do this. Mm-hmm. You know? It really and is. And you don't always have those moments. No. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Those people who don't fish and don't get a lot of those moments, when they get that moment and you're there to witness that uh-huh oh, yeah. moment happen oh, yeah. for them, yeah. as a fisherman, as a, as an outdoors guy, that is that that's what it's about for us on why we try to bring people in well i think as humans we have that primal urge to get away Mm -hmm. and go explore yep we're losing it because kids on their cell phones kids on their video skylar hannah yeah yeah you know and it and so like you say when you take somebody and you get them off their cell phone and Mm -hmm. you go out and you do something you see the look on their face and they're like, right. oh, yeah. Yeah, just like Jasmine and Aladdin. It's a whole new world. Right. Seriously, yeah. it opens your eyes right on up. Oh, yeah. Seriously, yeah. it mm-hmm. really, really does. Um, when I was there, I had the pleasures to watch um, hundreds and hundreds of wood ducks, uh, mallards, uh, the trumpeter swans. And this was. Oh, I know where you were now. Yeah, this was two and a half. Two and a half hours of just watching hundreds and hundreds of birds mm-hmm. fly, and I'm like, oh, oh, wait a second, that set the hook there's real quick. Fish. You know, yeah. there's a fish. Yeah, you know, just just having that experience, being outside, it's not always about catching the fish, even though that's what you want it to be. Right. But I think that's what you know really calms us is if you're able to accept what's going on around you for what it is, and it being nature and, and God's land and and everything like that. That's It'll give you goosebumps like it's given me. So oh, yeah. it's it's well, you know, it's funny. Like if I have a bad day of fishing, I go out and I'm just not catching anything. I'm not finding mm-hmm. any fish. Blah blah blah. Whether it's ice fishing or you know hopping in my little boat, yep. my old little boat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll just go. Hey, screw it. I'll just sit there. Yep. Yep. I'll sit there. I'll stop fishing. Yep. When it's ice fishing, I'll just sit on the bucket or in my house or whatever, and I'll just sit there. As I'll go walk ni- and talk as long to as it's people. Nice outside, you know. Yeah. yeah. But even in the boat, I'll just go. All right, screw it. Put the rods down. Pull up the anchor or whatever. And just float. And just float. Yep. I'm guilty sit, of it. Just sit back, lay back, look at the sky, look at the whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. You know. Now I'm not doing that on a Minnetonka because yeah, that's a shit you're show. also not doing that in the middle of a tournament. So. Well, tournaments are one thing. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, if I'm just out fishing and it's like I'm having a really really shitty day and things just I'm not catching anything. Whatever. I'll just stop yep. fishing for a while. Yep. That's uh. Just, that's nature. Yeah. That's accepting it. Yeah. Yep. God. Yep. It is what it is on that. I don't know. Yeah. What are we at? Oh, Jesus. We're almost at two hours. Oh, well. Good Lord. Shoot. What's another hour? <laughs> What's another hour? Well, I mean, I, I sit here and I work and I paint and I, I do sheetrock and my coworkers, my best friend and my fishing, you know, my fishing buddy. And it's just like, 
all day long just having a setup like this while we're working and doing a live oh, that yeah. would be one of the most coolest things or one of the most interesting things but one of the coolest things for me and him to do just the random things that are set oh yeah talking about fishing then you segue from one thing to the next and it's just just that's all i do at work is talk fishing yep with my best friend so i mean that's you really can't you really can't beat that well i'm actually gonna go get a uh a portable recorder. Oh, know, nice. Fancy things, whatever. Cool. He's going to come paint with us, Cass. Did you hear that? <laughs> right. No, that's, that's what I said. A portable recorder. A portable painter. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to bring that thing everywhere because the conversations I have in my truck with, when if I'm going with buddies or if we're, you know, mm-hmm. me and when I was ice fishing this last weekend, I had all my podcast stuff, but I didn't want to go and break out the laptop and set it up and da da da. Right. So, but I, if I had that, I could have just hit play and just, you know, set record it up to and the just side. leave it there and whatever said, said, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, and that's, that's part of the reason I wanted to do this mm-hmm. is because just talking you know we're yep. just talking fishing we're talking life we're talking whatever yep talking hunting yep um and get those stories out there get the you know everybody sits back and and does this yep yep that's i mean yeah. i remember being 13 and 14 talking on the phone you know yeah. just, i mean if For you could have hours yeah and i'll be honest back then you really didn't say much like hey are you awake <laughs> Are you still there? <laughs> right. Hello? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. And then Dad. Hey. Oh, crap. Hold on a second. Put the phone down. Go to bed. Oh, my God. Hold on. Yeah. If I no, hang I up, just, I'll call you back. Yeah, I just wanted to do a podcast because it's like, hey, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I I hunt, I fish. I might as well tell people about it and then bring in people that have good stories and have things to tell and show yep. and yep. and I, and try to bring awareness to some of these things that not everybody thinks of. Right. Like you know? how fun fishing and the outdoors really can be. Right. Live outside the box I, we've, we've mentioned this many, 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 many times in the podcast. Take somebody else outside. Yep. Go outside. You know, yep. get off the cell phones. Take yep. your neighbor. Take your neighbor and his kid. You know, the more people we get outdoors, the better. Because if we don't use it, we're going to lose it. Period. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. I know. I know a lot of my friends are guilty of it. You don't get enough people out there because you want to go to your hot spot, but you don't want to take someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Take them to the hot spot. They're not going to know where they were anyway. You know, I learned my lesson <laughs> doing that. He just blabbed and blabbed and blabbed. Oh, really? oh mm. man, that was that was a while ago. That's why you know I. It's no secret. Um, I'll just put it out there. I I fish Maple Grove quite a bit. I fish Eagle Lake a lot. Um, it's I not. Can't find the fish in that lake. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. A I, horrible lake. Lake sucks. Right. Well, keep you thinking know, that. Right. <laughs> for those of you who are listening to Doug and I right now, I'll just let you know right now what I do to catch fish on that lake to be successful, and that is I put my nose of my boat around every single reed pocket that you can find in that lake. There's a couple of floating islands. Now, there was a time to where the water levels were high about three or four years ago in Mm -hmm. Eagle Lake to where they have those floating uh, uh, cattails. And you, I jumped in the water right next to my boat, fishing next to one on the south end, right, right by the crappie hole and the main lake kind of right by the mouth to go into Pike Lake. Now I'm fishing that and I'm, I'm catching fish and it's so clear and it's about five, six feet deep and I'm right next to it. And I can see the smallest grain of sand sitting down on the bottom. I'm like, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to jump in the water and I'm going to look 
underneath this mat. I jumped in the water and I was able to open my eyes up and look underneath this floating mat and see these huge pieces of, of like, I'm guessing their root system or the mm-hmm. earth sticking down in through the water. And then I'm seeing huge shadows, musky sitting underneath. And I picked oh, yeah. up on something on that lake. You get in there and you flip that. That is super clear water with plenty of shade in there. It's, it's, I, I don't even know why it's so incredibly clear down there with it being mucky real mm-hmm. close by. It's about 25 yards away and there's nothing but a muck bottom. Here, it's super clean, nice little fresh little pocket. I'm taking uh, even a quarter ounce jig. You can flip right up inside that. And I was just ripping out, you know, four or five pounders. And that we was should an not be accident. telling people about this. That Jesus. was that's a Maple Grove Lake, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. I am just putting that out there because I've already exposed it to many of people. Oh, yeah. um, I videotaped that before. I have caught tons of fish there. Last year was a little different. Those islands slightly moved, and I think they moved into shallower water. So there wasn't, and the water yeah. levels weren't as high as they were the last few years. But I did catch a lot of fish in there. They weren't as big, and they weren't as often but I did catch a lot of fish in there. So they still do hone in on that. And that, that was huge for me. Picking up on that in a city lake, catching huge fish, being an average Joe, using your basic stuff proves that anybody can do it. Yep. And what's funny is that, everybody, you know, especially like medicine, <laughs> there's no big bass in medicine lake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 We'll just let right. people believe that. Yep. There's just tiny. There's tanks. Just. And there, but, but here's the thing though, is there's tanks in all these lakes around every here. single lake every in the lake city. in them they all have tanks it's yep. do you know how to catch them yep yeah because they've seen so much over their lifetime oh, that yeah. they've been here they've well, been harassed so and they're going oh look at that there goes a crankbait seen that oh yeah. i don't want that jig Mm-mm, i remember last time i caught that one right you know now that's where you might break out the pinks or the blues or the yes you know, that's the, where the weird yep, clown face <laughs> yeah. with a viking symbol on the back end of it yeah you right? know <laughs> yeah oh hey wait a minute yeah, that's awesome. All right, you got a you got a recipe for us? Um, Wild game, doesn't matter what it is. You know, I really do not have any sort of a recipe. Um, I do have a little trick though for fish. Okay. If you catch fish and you want to eat it, but you're scared for the fishy flavor of fish, and you want to eliminate that, maybe give a little bit of a pepper. Taste that garlic that you put in there, whatever crumbs that you put in there. First, before you do anything with it, coated in ground mustard, whether you like mustard or not, sprinkle that ground mustard on the on on, on, on the meat part, flip it on over, sprinkle it again, dip it in your milk, put it in your breadcrumbs, put it in your in your you know, your your seasoning if that's what you have, whatever you do. Bottom line is that eliminates that fishy flavor as the ground really? mustard. I dare you to try it. Do you taste the mustard then? No, really? I don't like mustard. I hate mustard so much. Really? But that trick, <laughs> like mustard when, is the devil. <laughs> mustard is the devil. So, and I learned that uh, fishing out on uh, out on a charter, out on Superior. Okay. And you know we were out there catching Lakers and brought them back on in, and we were like, so this is pretty darn fishy. You know what do we do? And the guy pulled me off to the side. He was like, here. Hand me a thing of McCormick's ground mustard. And he was like, I have to have these on board for everybody who don't like the taste of fish. Oh, really? And I was like, well, I don't mind the taste of, but that extra fishy, fishy yeah, flavor that yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. especially when it comes like a laker or something or, you know, that type of stuff. If you mm. get that, ground mustard on it, bing, bang, boom. Perfect. Takes, but make sure that you season. 
I, I like yeah. flavor with that, but that ground that ground mustard, a little black pepper, a little bit of salt, you're good. Nice. Perfect. That was perfect. That's some little tiny tips and little, little rest. Tip. Yeah, exactly. So Exactly. Yep. All right. All right, sir. Well, I had a ball. Well, I, mean, I had a great time, Have dude. you back. Absolutely. I'd All love right. to. Sounds Absolutely. good. All right, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Appreciate Bye. it. Thanks for listening to the show, and thank you once again to John Morales. Like I said, man, we're just a couple of buddies that like to talk fishing, and that's what we did. So there you go. All right. Thank you to allicefishing.com. They are the sponsor of the show. If you want to save like 10 to 20% off of all your ice fishing gear, this is the place to go to, okay? Allicefishing.com. Yes, the season is coming to an end. We still have time. Plus, you can save money now. You can get your purchases out of the way for next year, and then you don't have to worry about where you're coming up with, you know, a bunch of money to buy stuff and this and that. You already got it done. Go check out allicefishing.com. That is the website and the Facebook page, allicefishing.com. Save that 10 to 20% off of your ice fishing gear, electronics, fishing accessories, ice fishing accessories, stuff for your permanent shack, your portable shack. They got rods and reels and augers and fish finders, and all sorts of stuff. Plus, they are a Minnesota family-owned company. Okay? Like, family-owned. Husband, wife, and kids. That's pretty much it. I mean, I think they might have an employee or two, but, heck, when you, you know, they're they're pretty darn successful at this. They're doing really well. A lot of people are using them to buy their stuff. So, check them out. Allicefishing.com. They are the sponsor of the show. So, go check them out. Give them a like. Tell them I sent you or don't tell them I sent you. I don't care. Just go check them out. That's all I ask. Okay. All right. So that's the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. For all you new fishermen, hope you picked up a little something here and there to to use in the show and had some laughs and had some fun. So, all right, everybody. Well, we will see you next week. So shoot straight, catch a big one, and we will see you later. Mm -hmm.